Get all the coughs out, all the sniffles out. I have too many sniffles. They'll, they'll be forever. <laughs> Felk, what are your symptoms? Uh, well, diarrhea, upset stomach, and uh, congestion. Upset stomach and congestion? Well, the congestion's probably m my body gets weak and then I get sick because of Mexican food. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see good boys. All right. In the beginning. Eternal Boy Nation. I don't know what this is referencing because I haven't seen the movie. In the beginning, Eternal Boy Nation. And welcome to a special installment of the Eternal Boys podcast. Eternal's Spoilcast edition. Spoilcast, baby. Is that intentional? Is there a reason why it's Spoilcast? Not spoilcast? <laughs> I, I misspelled Spoilercast, which is not even a real word. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if there was like a clever reference to Eternals, of course, because I haven't seen Eternals. <laughs> Or should the spoil section I'm, of the movie? I'm really out of touch. You know what they say? It is time. I'm Fastos Felk. Yes, you are. And it is time as uh I think it's Icarus is that at the beginning of the film? I wouldn't know. And I'm Black Knight Ballard. Oh! And I'm Druig Dorn. Uh Oh, Druig, such a great character. Amazing <clears throat> character. So good. So good. But, I, you know, this is an Eternals Boys podcast, an Eternals Boys uh, spoil cast edition. But um, I think there's something we need to discuss because something just dropped yesterday. The Spider-Man No Way Homo trailer <laughs> drops. Guys, did you see it? Uh, yeah, I watched it once. I've seen Just it twice, once? Ballard. Twice? Yeah, oh I watched, my God. I watched I it twice. I think I've seen it twice, too. Uh, just to make I've sure seen that... It however many times you've seen it, or whoever's you, seen it the most. Did you like it the second time better? Uh, the second time was more just scanning, like... What's that? Is, What's is Andrew background? Garfield in there? Is Toby Yeah, yeah, where, where did they pull out Toby and Andrew? Yeah. Because they're obviously not putting that in the marketing. This is probably the last trailer before the release in December. So this is uh this was their chance to reveal it and they didn't do it because they probably wanted it in the movie. Well there, yeah. there were some reveals, yeah, but not not the Spider-Man reveals really. No, there was Major reveals of reveals. more. Yeah, the Sinister 5 because there's five villains as yet revealed. There's, see that's the other thing. They also removed clearly the six villain. So the question is is who's the six villain? We have Spider-Man 1, Green Goblin. Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock. Spider-Man 3, Sandman. Amazing Spider-Man, the Lizard. Amazing Spider-Man 2, Electro. So it only makes sense that the sixth villain would be from the Tom Holland series. So Vulture. it's only three people. Is it Vulture, Michael Keaton, who's been teased in the in the Morbius film? He's still in jail, is though. Is it Mysterio coming back, Jake Gyllenhaal? That's my money. Or is it Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom? Or are there just five and they just tie don't... back into or... Spider-Man 3? <clears throat> or there's just five. Could... Or it could be Scorpion. Not five. They, they tease Scorpion in uh, Homecoming. Right. Maybe or the Scorpion sixth one is one. Doctor Strange, Ballard. Maybe. Maybe. A, maybe there's a third Shocker. Yeah, the third Shocker is the weird maybe. one because he doesn't. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, Electro is the weird one because he doesn't look like the Electro. He looks different now. 
So why? Uh, yes. Uh, well, they're all. They're, it, it, they will discuss it. I'm sure they're all variations, variants of, of the other versions of them we've seen in the other movies. Um, but like we've pointed out in the past, the Amazing Spider-Man series was building towards the Sister Six. Uh, all the six villains were in there and or teased. Vulture's wings were teased. Doc Ock's arms were teased. Otherwise, you had Lizard, Electro, Green Goblin, and Rhino. Uh-huh. Spider-Man Homecoming had six villains. Vulture, White Shocker, Black Shocker, Tinkerer, Scorpion, and Prowler. Far From Home had six. Mysterio, Elemental Sandman, Elemental Hydro-Man, Elemental Molten Man, Elemental Cyclone, and then the Chameleon. So there's no way they're doing a Sinister Five, especially for the main end of the trilogy. This is definitely the Spider-Man Endgame as they refer to it. Well, so I think we have Mysterio. I think it's Mysterio, or, but it would be amazing if it was Venom. Or it could be somebody totally new, someone we don't even know about, someone, someone fresh. If they're no, holding, think of it. They're all callback villains, right? So it has to. There has to be a callback to the Tom Holland franchise. But maybe it's every movie has a new villain. It's not. It's not going to be Mysterio's dead. They're not doing that. I don't know. I think Mysterio's alive. Maybe it's Namor. It's it's Venom. It's Namor. I, I think it's he, clear. Either either they're just bad. five and it's confusing, or it's Venom. I mean, Venom two, right? I mean, that is that is. Uh, uh, Dorn, have you seen Venom two? No, but you can talk about it. I really don't care about that. Well, movie. without spoiling the movie, Venom two. This doesn't really spoil Venom two. Be Carnage honest, is like in it. Story it just it. Yeah. spoils the end credit scene. It just spoils the end credits, which is sure, super disconnected care. and non sequitur from the whole movie. But uh, Venom shifts into the MCU at the end of uh, the, the movie, yeah. at the end credits. Using I just Venom heard that power. Kevin Feige had something to do with the end credit scene, so it's like, that must mean MCU-related, so... He jumps into the MCU, and then he starts licking the TV because he sees Spider-Man on the TV. And it's just the footage that was Ooh. at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, so they like Tom Holland didn't even know he was in the movie. It was just... It's like he he didn't film anything new for it, right? It's 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 a uh, it's a uh, J Jonah Jameson saying like Spider Man's bad. It's like yeah, it's it's that what's on the big screen in, in, at the end of Far From Home in credit scene is on a small mm-hmm. TV and, uh, and that's their, that's a giant the, boner. Yeah, that's their indication that uh, he gets a venom. Venom boner is now in the MCU mm-hmm. and also yes, Venom does recognize him and and, and licks the screen. Oh, What's really just, weird I you were is the around ballad when he said he licks. No, he really does lick. He licks. <laughs> no, he really does. He licks. Sixteen-year-old boy Peter Parker's face. It's, it's a little, little weird. weird. So Venom recognized him, not not uh, Eddie. Yes. Or if he doesn't recognize him, it's it's also maybe just like an attraction. But well, no, Venom previously the, the the shift happens because Venom's talking about how he has access to memories from symbiotes from other dimensions. So that's yeah. how he would recognize oh, Spider-Man. Course. There's a hive mind uh, to the symbiotes, and then and then Venom recognizes that not only is there like a massive cosmic world in the universe, excuse me, in Marvel, but he mentions I think the multiverse, right? Or he alludes to it. These is other dimensions or other universes. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. but more than that, that could be the sixth, the sixth sinister six. It could be the Topher Grace Venom. No way. It's no, like, think of how brilliant that would be and have him just be dispatched immediately by our proper Tom Hardy Venom. And that's yeah, how they met him. Tom just bites his head off. Like, kind of like, like how, a you know, the, 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 that, there was that the Godzilla wind. movie where, like, the the classic Godzilla just immediately annihilates the yes. uh, world number oh, Godzilla. Uh, uh, that one is called, like, uh, Godzilla. No, I, it. I have it here. I, I think it's either... 
Godzilla Tokyo SOS or it's Godzilla Final Wars. But yeah, where he Final kills Wars. Zilla or they fight Zilla or whatever. Zilla's in that. And Zilla is the Matthew Broderick, Roland Emmerich Godzilla. He became canon in the Godzilla franchise, like in the old old school uh, Godzilla franchises, he became canon. It's just as Zilla. Yeah. Love it. Great reference. Solid reference. Oh, thank you. All right. So, uh, besides the Sinister Six, obviously, this trailer had a lot more to show um, when it came to the plot of the film. Uh, Doctor Strange, I think we're having a little bit of some clever editing at the end. The trailer ends with Doctor Strange on the Statue of Liberty being like, oh my god, the multiverse is opening and people are pouring in. Yeah, that was I feel a weird like that's in- a lot earlier in the movie Those than what s- they imply it to be in yeah. the trailer. Because in the trailer... They kind of like put those scenes up against other shots of like the battle on the Empire or the Statue of Liberty with the Sinister Six and the three Spider Men that we didn't see. But what's interesting is Doctor Strange's Statue of Liberty has no scaffolding around it, and it is definitely a different dimensions like Statue of Liberty. It has like a weird ass fucking base of like essentially looks like Magneto made it, and then the Statue of Liberty that everyone's fighting on the Sinister Six and the three Spider Men. That maybe MJ and Ned are on as well. No. It has like a Captain America shield. And so, and that's part of what starts falling. Yeah, they, they're, they're like, zipping like in and out of different, different universes. I think the, the that, that location is going back and forth between different universes. Exactly. So, so, but I think what Doctor Strange sees it, he's like, oh my God, there's villains pouring in. I think that's earlier in. Yeah, that's, the film. That, that's, that's the beginning of whatever that sequence is. Yeah, I, I think it's like Act One, I th- and I think that sequence is Act Three. I don't think they go back to the Statue of Liberty, though. I think they do because I bet he has something to do with the Statue of Liberty. Like there's something you know, stored there. I'll bet they all start pouring in near the end. That's the climax, and that's when you're going to get. Yeah, uh, it was. It was a weird. I think that's it, the it plot of the movie. Thing. It was that's a weird. When you're going to get Electro and yeah. the Lizard and all the Sandman, and they're all going to pop. All in at the, same the time. end only. Yeah, I think you're going to get Goblin and uh, Doc Ock that uh, you know early in the first act, and then. Then, yeah, because those, those, those are the redeemable ones. If the plot seems to be that's, that 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 our MCU Peter Parker is is he doesn't want to kill these people, he wants to save them because awesome. Doc Ock cool. and and yeah, uh, Green Goblin kind of get redeemed at the end. Well, Green Goblin less so. No, he kept, he tried to kill Peter and then he gets killed by himself. He, he apologizes when he's got the the glider in his dick yeah i guess i yeah. mean yeah or maybe he he also he <clears throat> without the the serum in him he's you know he he would have liked peter but it, it, it's clear that like doc hawk's working with him and is like a good guy because they yeah. have the scene yeah, where they're talking. I don't know. it's poorly edited because there's a uh bit where he says his name is like dr otto octavius and he's not talking when he's on screen it's like they edited that together and he's actually not his mouth isn't moving I see. I maybe Doc Ock is involved in, in capturing the villains. I think capturing the villains is the main plot of the story. Yeah, putting them in that box thing. Yeah, I, I think and putting yeah, sending them back into their 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 universe or whatever, right? Because the multiverse is starting to crack. I think what ends up happening is Doctor Strange is gone by the second act. I don't think Doctor Strange is in that third act at all. I think Doctor Strange leaves in the second act, well, no. and he's off onto his own film. Maybe I I, I or think he gets, or he gets pulled into the multitude of madness. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think. Maybe, well, yeah, that could be that could be something like there. Or the multiverse, whatever it is. Yeah, he gets pulled yeah, in the multitude. Yeah, no, I think multitude. he I think he does. I think that's what happens. But I think that happens during the second act and leaves Peter having to do everything on his own. And that's I think where the other Spider-Man come in is somewhere around the second act. 
to kind of fill the void of Doctor Strange in the mentor roles. And I think we'll see their worlds, obviously. We'll have to see them connected somehow. We'll have to see some connections to their worlds that make us care for them. Like, maybe MJ's alive. Maybe Gwen Stacy's alive. Who the fuck knows? These are different versions or variants of these Andrew Garfields and Tobey Maguire's with no, the exact same variant. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, but I think it's all going to be more or less in the MCU and shit's going to be coming into it. But uh, I don't think he... he He's not going to meet any of the other MJ's or any of the other <coughs> big characters. Say, oh, yeah. no. I it's think Kirsten there. Dunst is in this and Emma Stone's in this movie. Yeah. Really? That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Who else is going to pop up? I doubt it. I seriously doubt Emma Stone is in this movie. Well, I, 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 mean, I will bet I, money. I, think, I, I, I will bet you money that Emma Stone is not in this movie. If you want another Spider-Man bet, because we have a Miles Morales bet. Also, that's the other thing. You're gonna lose we that one too. A, Miles Morales isn't gonna be in this movie. I think for sure in the multiverse. Yeah, we might get Miles Morales in this what, too. Plus, plus it's a five-year jump. Yeah. The five-year jump from Endgame. Miles can be older now. So you're not saying it's the animated one. You're yeah. saying this is. You're no, saying I'm saying this like, is, like, like uh, Danny, Donald, uh, Donald Glover's uh, yeah. uh, nephew. Yeah, Aaron Davis. Yeah, yep. his nephew. I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, we, we. I mean, if there's actually a, I don't remember what we, what we actually bet. What's the, what's the stake in that bet? I have it written down. I can find it. Five million dollars. I think it's five dollars, honestly. Okay. I've, I've got saved here just because I was like, okay, we're writing this down. Bets are bets. I'm I'm a gambler. <laughs> I need my monies. Take hey, our, our thirty six dollars worth of uh, advertiser money. <laughs> we did it. I think I have it in our random docs. I think it's stored in our Google right here. Well, we, we we should probably specify because like there there could just be some random like ten year old black well, we kid in the already. movie. There's a spe- there's specifications done already. It can't just be don't, like you don't need to rewrite the rules all of a sudden. It can't just here. be like an Iron Man two thing where like that black kid was Miles Morales. And, no, that can imply. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Here we go. Here it is. Okay, so Ballard owes Fel- Felk already five dollars. Okay. You do? Apparently. Because great power line was not said in Far From Home, but and Uncle Ben was not introduced. I oh, said that I'm was going to happen in Far From Home. Okay, now here's what's continued. That was during the Homecoming spoiler cast. During the Far From Home spoiler cast, okay, you bet me five dollars that MCU, SUMC, whatever, all all, this, all the Sony versions and all the MCU versions that Sandman will never be introduced. Guess who lost that bet? I I, I want to hear that one. You listen to the spoiler cast then, because I have for it written down one? here. You owe me five dollars. So currently, it's zero. I owed you five for a bet I lost about Uncle Ben, and you owe me five because of Sandman, I guess. Now, uh, no, I want to hear the this one. I might have said maybe Thomas Hayden Church never comes back. Thomas Hayden Church is absolutely that Sandman that's in this trailer, by the way. But if he, if the actor Thomas Hayden Church, I, that's what I think. But I'd have to check what I said. No, don't, don't. I love you. I love you. Like trying to skirt your way out of this. But here's the bet that's not. I'm a law school dropout. in the air. <laughs> Ballard bets five dollars to Felk yeah. that in Spider-Man three, which would be eventually called No Way Home, Miles is introduced. That's all I said. That he's introduced, not that he becomes Spider-Man. That he's just introduced. That was what the bet was. Right, just well, Miles. We'll see. Just that he's introduced. I want to hear if introduced. I specifically said it had to be Thomas Hayden Church appearing in the movie. That's him. It's definitely him, by the way. No, 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 no. Not saying the Thomas Hayden Church incarnation of Sandman. Then, yes, that is probably what's in this movie. No, you said Sandman will never be introduced because the elemental was used in the beginning of the movie. Interesting. Uh, Far from home. You said they're not going to do it twice. 
that that well yeah it does seem a little reductive, redundant now that i think about it no it doesn't because it makes sense in the plot of the no, story that the, one it's, was, it's uh, multiverse of madness yeah, yeah right. that was Mysterio just with using all right. drones and holograms or whatever. You, you, I owe you five. You owe me five. We're even. Now it comes down to Miles showing up in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but what's the one you're just betting me right now? What was you gonna say that MJ's not gonna be shown in the film? You're not gonna see Kirsten Dunst. You're not gonna see no specifically Kirsten. No, no, uh, Emma Stone. Kirsten Dunst. They might be able to get her, but Emma Stone is expensive, and also just maybe burn Disney. So I don't think that that's also, happening. And also, she's dead. I mean, no, no. See, I'm Gwen saying like, so. Dead. So is Green Goblin, right? Green Goblin died. So how is he back all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't How's know. Doc Ock back? He died. Yeah. Even Maybe. even Doctor Strange says in the trailer, these people's fates are death. Yeah. No. I. I it's it's not because she's so Emma Stone could be killed in. You're this right. Again. It's not because like, Emma Stone won't be be back. I'm not saying she won't be back because she's dead. That's Dorn's thing. Uh, but yeah, the idea is that they're they're bringing them into the multiverse like right before they died. I think Dorn. Uh, so yeah, they could bring in the Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone. They won't, she, Emma Stone won't be in the movie because Emma Stone's too expensive. All right, I'm putting Emma Stone. I'm just putting Emma Stone. I didn't say I bet five dollars on that one. I don't know. You you did, you did. We you gotta, said moment. You said you said I bet you five dollars that they won't. I guess they have Emma Stone cameo. So no Emma Stone cameo is what you're saying. I'm saying that's gonna happen. All right, interesting. All right. Well, there's a lot. Um, there's ten dollars behind this movie. <laughs> are you guys gonna watch every Spider-Man movie leading up to this? No, for sure. Now I have to. I don't even know if I'm <laughs> gonna say, see Eternals or Shang Chi. Do I need to see Shang Chi or Eternals? I mean, is anything in there set up Doctor Strange? No, 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 nope. not at all. Nothing. No, not even at all. Be- be- Benedict. Is it Benedict Wong? What's his name? Yeah, Benedict Wong. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he's in Shang Chi, but he's not. He doesn't do anything as far as any other movie plot no. nope okay. the only thing you're gonna well, need to yeah. know about shang chi and about eternals is when we eventually get to galactus then you're gonna be like oh, okay i'll go back and see i guess what happens there but okay. watch shang chi it's on disney plus now it's worth it yeah yeah i'm gonna turn it back on i gotta watch and that season two is of not Jeff in eternals or anything like that that's not a spoiler for eternals i'm just saying galactus no, is coming galactus to the mcu your at some theory. point yeah, yeah it's your theory okay there's no hint or discussion of Galactus at all. No, yeah, it's not even. I don't think that name's even mentioned in any. No, else. it's never mentioned. Yeah. Or even really hinted at. So that's just your theory. Just a theory, baby. But they, all you, right. they might as well use them at some point. We have a Fantastic Four moving coming. So. Oh, so okay. Uh, courtroom. We're gonna we're obviously getting a courtroom. We're obviously getting a trial. There's. This is gonna be the beginning of the movie. Is gonna be immediately dealing with the fallout of his his you know name being. His, his secret identity being revealed to the world and the killing of Mysterio. That's why I think Mysterio might come back, right? Because he's going to be alluded to in the beginning, the prologue, and then boom, comes back by the end, and it's a nice reveal for the story. Nice arc, nice 360. But regardless, we know Peter's going to have to battle some type of trial situation. Are we getting Daredevil in this? Not in costume, yeah. but are we getting Charlie Cox? Yes, I, I, I would say yes. Matt Murdock? I think it's no. pretty... He was on the set, so, he, so like, yeah. He was on this set? Yeah. Okay. So wait, are we getting anything with Matt Murdock and maybe Jennifer Walters? Like, are, is there any, like, continuation to She-Hulk because of this? Or are they staying away from Disney Plus on this, you think? No, Possible? Think so. Tatiana Maslany? Maybe. She has a cameo, but I, I don't I don't think so. Like they may I'm not willing to put any money on that one. I have no strong feelings. No money. Way. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't put that bet in right now. I don't think Daredevil or Matt Murdock or Charlie Cox are in this movie. You don't think that? I don't think so. You think that's too much to bite off? 
I think it's just too weird if like this all of a sudden Charlie Cox walks in like I'm representing Peter Parker like oh god it's just um, I don't know that's too much for me but they could never I'm even saying, I'm not saying acknowledge he's Daredevil he just has a blind lawyer You're like it, it is, it, it's it's name is Matt Murdock and it's just like oh well I guess that was canon the whole time they're doing weird shit yeah. with the canon here. That's that's the that's whole point. That's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, would he be a variant that maybe never even became Daredevil? No, that, I mean, if, if, if he's just there before the multiverse stuff happens, and that's implying that the the Netflix MCU was always part of the MCU, except it always was supposed to be. That was how it was pitched by Netflix and, and Marvel, was that, like, this is these are canon MCU move, uh, t- mm-hmm. TV shows, but then... The stories, yeah. The, 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 it never affected the other way. You know, it only... It, the, the movies never referenced the Netflix shows. Or the ABC right. shows, except the casting of Jarvis. That was the only time they were acknowledged. And, yeah, and the only real fun moment amongst any of the ABC shows was when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a moment tied in a Winter Soldier. But only retroactively, where, like, it didn't go the other way. Right. Everything that happened in Winter Soldier affected only Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was like they were trying to, like, help out on the side. It's like, oh, yeah, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you realize that they're kind of helping on the side. They they, (laughs) they gave, like, the backstory of how they got a helicarrier to Nick Fury for the Age of Ultron. That's season two, I think, of uh, season two or three. I can't remember. I think it's season two. Jeb Whedon, everybody. Jeb Whedon. Oh, yeah. I think I think uh, Patton Oswalt's involved in that, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the show. He, was, he wasn't creative. He no, was no, no. I show. mean, like, yeah, he was involved in the Helicarrier. Yeah, yeah, no, he was involved. He yeah. was part of that story. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. talk more about he, that. He played, he played, like, some yeah. toplets or something. So there was, like, seven of them. And he kept getting killed. Um, Dorn, if you don't think Daredevil's showing up, uh, I tend to think that maybe he is. But he like, is. if he isn't, do you think it's going to be Jennifer Walters is going to represent Peter? Because they have to have some type of lawyer, Marvel lawyer. She could be the prosecutor. Right? She could be the prosecutor. No, yeah, I was like, I don't remember. Is Jennifer Walters a prosecutor or a defense attorney? I know She's a prosecutor Murdoch in the comics. Is, I thought. I know Murdoch's a defense attorney. Yeah, Murdoch's a defense attorney. I thought Jennifer Walters or whatever her name was is Chiolk is a prosecutor. I don't remember, but yeah, she could play the other side. I, I don't think so. If you're asking if I think she's showing up, no, I don't. It says she's just a lawyer. I'm looking at marvel.fandom.com right now to get an idea if she's a, a prosecutor. The only famous district attorney comic book character is Harvey Dent. That's a whole other universe altogether. That's another universe altogether, but of course he's also evil. I'm just wondering if there is a heroic <laughs> dis- district DA right. or assistant DA. Do you think Harvey Dent shows up in this movie. No, <laughs> but he might show up in Flash because that's a whole mother. Flash is their version of Far or No Way Home. Yeah, multiverse. I just want a scene in the new Flash movie in which all of a sudden, like a masked character comes across our group of Flash characters and like takes them real quickly into like you know a hut and then takes off the mask and sits down and it's just Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent, and he stays sitting down the entire time. He reveals a bunch of like exposition and then our characters just leave and they go off on their own and through a desert maybe and they go and find a ship and maybe there's like a, a robot in there, like a tiny little one and who knows, maybe even like, you know, J.J. Abrams plays the voice of that robot. Yeah, I don't know. It could work. This you know what I mean? Like a, this sounds like a great movie. It sounds I mean, like a great movie. Wrong companies. Uh, if, if Star Wars is going to cross over, it's going to be with the MCU. And they could be like, 
somehow Harvey Dent. No, came but back. we know we know that Keaton's in that in the Flash movie, so yes. it's possible mm-hmm. Billy Dee's in the movie. It's part of that I mean, if, yeah. I mean, if, if Billy Dee Williams wasn't ninety years old and also paralyzed, I, I would say he would. They, they would probably do that, but unfortunately, he's probably only good for voice roles like the Lego movies. Paralyzed from so much pussy. I mean, I, I think he can't really walk anymore. So I don't like unless they just you know did a sit on him a, a you know face uh, swap kind of thing to just, just <laughs> got his likeness. That would be the best. Just hire just, just, like, just hire a young younger black man and put Billy D. Williams you know face on it using AI face swapping and uh, but I want porn quality level of face swapping. Deep, like, I don't want it to match up right. Like when Gal Gadot is blowing somebody yeah. level of, of <laughs> yeah, fakes. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, but they have they oh, have ability to voice them. Yeah, but no, I don't think that happens. I, I don't know what ScarJo is Black Widow. I don't really give a shit about the, so the the Flash movie because I I just hate uh, whatever his name is, Elden Einreich. <laughs> that's not him. It's that's that's somebody else. Elden Einreich. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I love him it. too. What, whatever, what, what, I don't remember what the Flash is. Ezra Miller? Is. There you are, Dorn remembered. The Flash, Barry Allen. Good Flash memory there, Dorn. Good Flash. Oh, so the end of this Who's trailer, the other Flash? Let's, let's test Dorn's Flash memory. Who's the other actor, the TV version? Barry Allen. Grant Gustin. Wow, your, your Flash <laughs> info is on point. I couldn't remember either of those names. Wally West. <laughs> Wally yeah, West Wally is the West. original Flash? <laughs> that's... No, that's Kid no. Flash. That's the oh. that's the the character of Kid Flash. Okay. Not in the Justice League cartoon though. Well, hey, no isn't spoilers. he the main Flash in the cartoon? <laughs> well, there's gonna show? be a reverse Flash in know. the Flash movie. I think it is, but, but it's yeah, you know, the yellow Flash, but it's also just Ezra Miller, that's... I think. No, it's got to be Eobard Thawn. Oh, that guy. That... Who? <laughs> the reverse Flash. Oh, char- okay. The character is Eobard Thawne. It's not. It's not. Oh yes, yes. It's the guy from that Ed, that show Ed on the, the, the. I think the TV show. Is that recall? John Barrowman or something, right? No, no, that's somebody else. That's the guy from Doctor Who. Oh wait, yeah, no, that was the guy that was. Uh, no, no, he was he he was the Arrow. He was Merlin. Yeah, he yeah. was an Arrow. That's right. We're all over no, the I place know here. Yes. Yeah, the other guy. I don't remember his name. Tom something. This is Marvel. Get off of that. Hey, Last what thing. are we doing? Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer ends with MJ, Zendaya, Michelle Jones falling, and Ned can't catch her. And then Tom, does he? I now, think the uh, Someone is Garfield. going to die in this movie. No, it's not going to be Zendaya. Right, but who it's is it? Ned. Is it Aunt May? I, okay. I think that that was see, the, the the way it looks just like when Emma Stone Gwen Stacy is falling Stacey. makes me yeah. think that that's gonna be Andrew Garfield Spider Man saves her when Tom <gasps> Holland can't and that's his that's redemption for, for saving Gwen Stacy. But I still think someone's gonna die, and I'm wondering if it's Aunt May because we we never had Uncle Ben die, right? Yeah. So. Aunt May would be... I mean, Tony's the closest thing to an Uncle Ben death. We've already talked about that in, in past Cool Boys. But I think when it comes to Spider-Man trilogy, I think they might get rid of Marissa. And she might be done with it, realistically. What's she going to continue doing when he goes to college? Like, writing him letters, sending him pies? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. No, I think... She, well, maybe. I mean, I, I, would, gives, I would like to keep her around. It gives him the motivation. Around. It gives him the Uncle Ben moment. Like, the real Uncle Ben moment they never had. 
Well, and then he introduced Gwen Stacy, if you want to continue this story, as the new love interest. No, you keep MJ. I'm saying Aunt May. Aunt May. Oh, you're talking about May. I thought you were talking about MJ. He, he said Marissa. He meant Tomei. Yeah, uh, Marissa yeah, yeah, Tomei. Yeah, gotcha. well, yeah I'm talking about Aunt May. Know. I think they're going to get rid of Aunt May. I, I think, think it so. makes sense. I think it's the Uncle Ben moment that you never no, got in this series. I think... and, and I think it's because she she doesn't need to be in the series anymore. No. You can't keep doing Happy Hogan and her dating, not dating. I mean, I think Tony was... dying is, is their Uncle Ben moment that the series never got. Yeah. I agree. I don't yeah, think but that happened in Avengers Endgame. That would be brutal to kill off Still. the, the Marissa Tomei as well. He's like, everyone he loves, his apparent figure, dies. Yep. That's Spider-Man's world. Because this one hasn't the, never the establishes all, his actual all parents. destined to die, right? So the villains yeah. all are at least like, I think Doc Ock or, or maybe Goblin or one of those villains that's destined to die is going to save her. I think Green Goblin's a piece of shit. And sacrifice themselves to save her. Maybe, but I think Green Goblin is a piece of shit human being. He's a person that tried to kill Peter Parker after he was, like, you know, giving him a fucking olive branch. I think Green Goblin's going to do it again. I think Green Goblin's never – I think Willem Dafoe plays it best in Evil. Kevin Feige finally gets to come back to, Ke uh, to Green Goblin. Green Goblin is a piece of shit, like, villain. He's He stabs people in the back. He's – like, I, I think this is – I don't think it's going to be Harry, right? Like, it's going to only be Norman. And yeah, I think th this is – because they have a shot in the trailer that looks like it could be it does maybe look like Harry. I mean, everyone who's filmed like this kind of already leaked is the thing, and James Franco wasn't on set. And neither was oh, really? Thomas Hayden Church, for, for, for the record. But yes, they can just do the yeah, CGI you Sandman. Don't know. Yeah, but that's easy. You it's, don't know. Same with Franco, though. You could just have him in the mask the whole time. Maybe, it yeah. May, it may not even be William Defoe. Is he canceled, though? Was he canceled? Yeah, that's that's why James Franco's not appearing. Uh, he's 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 too, he's too yeah. borderline. Even Seth Rogen turns close. back on him. I think Green Goblin is a piece of shit. I think it could be like Green Goblin tried to kill Aunt May in the original Spider-Man film. I think he finally comes back and does it to this Tom Holland's Aunt May. I think it's the I think it's the Uncle Ben moment. And what I think might be nice is that we have Toby and Andrew Garfield there. Well, we don't know that, but we're assuming. And I think they will finally give us with great power comes great responsibility line. One of them because they actually got that line from their Uncle Ben. Well, Toby did. P Peter, yeah. uh, I think Andrew got it too. Yeah, that one, may, and, you might be right there. Way. I knew they weren't going to say it in the second one, but they could do it in this one because it could be coming directly from Toby, who's in the movie. So, yeah, and uh, Toby's old enough to be like kind of respected. He's not an Uncle Ben old, but he's old enough. So I think we're finally going to get great power comes great responsibility line, and I think Aunt May's out. I think I think she's totally gone. I wouldn't take the second one, but I definitely don't think that Green Goblin's gonna kill Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. I don't. I don't know. If it's Green Goblin. I think she's gone though, and I think it's gonna have to be some kind of like shocking twist moment where you think everything's good, and then it's like, oh, nope. Here's that laugh. It's Green Goblin. I think they'll keep her around. Pumpkin bomb. I don't think she does. I'll take that bet too. I, I I don't think I don't think Marissa Tomei dies. You want to take a bet? Is that a five dollar bet? Do you do you want to take that one? Because you, I mean, that would that would wash out the one I'm. I've already apparently lost. <laughs> I love this. I, I'm taking all the bets. <laughs> yeah, he'll take, he'll take them all. Take them all. Right baby. now we're at zero zero, but there's fifteen dollars on the line for Spider-Man three. I love it. Okay, Marissa Tomei died. Well, we're awaiting clarification to see if I specified that Thomas Hayden Church, the actor, has to appear in the movie. But no, uh, it was specifically the fact that there was an elemental. In the yeah, movie. The, I mean that that that's that, that did seem to be my logic, and if so, then that would imply that I was just talking about the Sandman as a character. Yep, and uh, there it is. It, it yes, unless that's not Sandman. Who knows? That could be the fucking mummy. From from it's, the, yeah, the right. 1999 it film, it's totally, the Mummy. It's Emotep. Oh yeah, 
Emotep. It's Emotep. Emotep. Are you bidding me five dollars that Aunt May dies by Green Goblin just dies? Just I think. I mean, it, it makes more sense for me to have it be specific that she dies by Green Goblin. Yes, I, just, I know that's why I'm trying to be like, is it just dies? Or is it if Green she gets Goblin hit by a car or something, then no, I don't think. <laughs> I'm I, not saying that. I don't know. I said pumpkin bomb, but I don't even want to go that. You don't have to go that specific, but it has to be at the hands of the Green Goblin. Yeah, that. I'll, that it that's may dies because of that's Green a Goblin. Bet I'll, okay, that's fine. a bet I'll take. I don't think I'm going to take just dies because because she could die of, like cancer, like she does in the video game. Or poison or whatever the fuck it was. Toxic poison. She dies in the video game? Don't you... You finished the yes? Yeah. Does she die? It's, that's the end of the game. Aunt May dies. Aunt May dies all the time. I don't remember her dying in the video game. Aunt May dies in the comics. Aunt May almost died in Spider-Man originally. Aunt May dies in the video game. She's a spy sometimes. She, yeah. The, well, she was going to have a whole movie series called Aunt May... Sony was gonna make that. Remember no, that? that? That was that was the uh, who was the middle one? I never remember that bitch's name. The, the Amazing Spider-Man, Sally Field. Oh, it was Sally Field. Oh. It was not gonna be Sally Field. No, it was gonna be a young, no, it was gonna be a young act. It was it was a prequel, okay. so it was gonna be her in the seventies as a young actress who would age into the Sally Field character. Doing what? I don't know. They, <laughs> I mean, that, what's the story there? We, Amazing Spider-Man know. Two was setting up so much shit. Where like, what was uh, uh, Spider-Man's Boys, dad? Like, who we've yeah, never seen the other two Spider-Man movies. Yeah, uh, he he was up to all kinds of stuff. There's deleted scenes where he survived the plane crash, yeah. and he's like there in the cemetery with Peter. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, they took that out. I remember that. Probably uh, a good idea. Yeah, because it makes no sense. Terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um. Well, this oh, could be where I, I leave you guys. Do you guys think that this on? is the end of his high school years? Is this movie going to wrap it up and we're going to move into another trilogy of college? Uh, Yeah, probably. Isn't he done yeah, I think so, the, too. Isn't this it? I thought this was over. I thought this is the last of the to- uh, Tom Holland. Well, yeah, I mean, no. they all say that. But, I mean, I'm sure enough money will get to him and he'll fucking, yeah. you know, do it again. He's working with Sony for Uncharted, so I have to imagine that True. Sony has is in the Tom Holland game right now. Yeah, no, he'll okay. he'll... If not in his own movie, he'll appear in, you know, whatever... Doctor Strange? Yeah, maybe not Doctor Strange, because maybe, but probably, I would say probably more of an Avengers level thing, which we don't know what Secret that Secret Invasion? Is. Yeah, whatever that is. Oh, that's Disney Plus, probably not, huh? No, Secret Invasion is Disney Plus. No, no, whatever the next Infinity War or Avengers level movie is, which is not announced currently, of course. Right. Yeah, he'll show up somewhere. Or he'll be in a Venom movie. Venom three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You can't. It's okay. So if Venom is not in the in the end is not in No Way Home, then we definitely have Tom Holland showing up in a Venom movie at some point. Then where is there a bet that, there? They're not teasing that without. It may not even be a, a Venom. It may just be a Spider Man Venom movie. Like it, it wouldn't even necessarily yes. be a Venom movie. Yep. Spider Man versus v Superman. Spider Man v Venom. Yep. Yeah. Dawn of Money. Dawn of Webster's. Okay. Well, that is it, I guess, for Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think there's any more we can discuss off that. It looked great, though. I love the trailer, and I'm excited to see where this uh, trilogy goes. It's probably my favorite trilogy so far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I think it Guardians of the Galaxy probably will be as well, I guess, uh, when it comes to actually like real MCU. It's probably Guardians is the actual real trilogy because all the other trilogies, if you think of them, have flaws like Iron Man 2 is probably the flaw in that trilogy Age of Ultron is probably the flaw in that quadrilogy Captain America has its flaws 
Uh, Thor has its flaws. Ant-Man has its flaws. Ant-Man is just you know, flaws. Yeah, so, like, if you think about, like, what other... Uh, there's no, no other real trilogies yet. It's a bunch of starters, but nothing, like, really getting going. No, and, it's the most solid one. Because Volume 2 is It is, is I feel is like. Until Guardians 3 comes. Yeah. yeah, we assume it's going to be good, because it's James Gunn. He's back. It's his mm-hmm. script. So... They haven't even started shooting yet, man. That there's a, there's a lot that James Gunn could do or tweet <laughs> between now and then. Yeah, and we'll see. We don't really know. All right. Well, so so eternal. So eternal. This episode, we'll be discussing, or you guys will be discussing, the Eternal Aww. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't leave us, which I haven't the seen. Audience is saying what? The audience is don't leave us, Falk. They're all clicking off. Click. Falk's gone. Click. Falk's. Felk's not here, click. So we I'm were, tuning yeah, in no, right now. Felk's not in this episode, I wish, click. I wish we had that information of when people stop listening. It's right at this point. All the comments are, we more, oh, more yeah. Felk. All right. Uh, Anyone tuning in right now realizing you're leaving too is like, what? Turn off. Change the station. I like how you always think they're listening live. Yeah. Yeah, that was Noli's thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no was like, He would always say like, for everybody just tuning in, it's like, that doesn't happen in podcasts, Nolan. You don't have to do that every time. Just switching through the podcast stations, trying to catch which live stream is going. <laughs> I'll turn it on to FM 1627. The That's po- cool the, boys radio. The, the podcast radio. We we air podcasts <laughs> in random order. Uh, yeah. Coming up after the, the latest episode of the Joe Rogan podcast will be the Cool Boys podcast. It's wow. almost as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So eternal. <laughs> this episode, you guys will be discussing the eternal Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we will forgo our eternal boy updates and shove ourselves right into these Eternals and share all the fabulous boners they have given us. I'll stay for the oh. the uh, the uh, spoilers from from almost here on out, but I'll stay. I I, I want to get your boys. I'll stay. I'll stay for the boy rating. Oh boy! Boy rating. The boy rating. And then you Has the spoiler the theme played yet? Uh, no. I'll play it after I I leave, and that'll be my. So not player. spoilers from here on out. Not spoilers yet. <laughs> I'm still yet. on. But I'll let these guys. I'll, I'll let the boys who saw Eternals give it their uh, their boys, which is a rating system. It's just like uh, stars, so everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, then then I'll then I'll leave and play the spoiler theme well we can't just talk boys yet I mean first of all we have to talk about how this movie is the lowest Rotten Tomato scored movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah this this movie isn't just like oh yeah it's just like barely like the lowest it's it's the lowest I mean 47%, 47%, it's officially rotten as of right now as we're recording. And Thor The Dark World, which is next, Dorn's favorite movie in the MCU, Hell yeah. is 66%. Wow. So officially not rotten. Yeah, that audience is Incredible scores. Hulk, 67. Weird. Then Iron Man 2, 72. Age of Ultron, 76. Thor The Original, 77. Iron Man 3, 79. Black Widow, 79. Captain Marvel, 79. First Avenger 80, Ant-Man 83, so on and so forth. You can guess where the rest go. But the best rated one is Black Panther at 96. And Avengers Endgame gets the silver at 94. And Iron Man gets the bronze at 94 as well. Um, So this movie, though, has an audience score of 80%. Yeah, because you can can manipulate that with bots. 
I guess, or or the audience just like you know. I mean, I think a lot of times the audience score can be fair. Um, I think the critic score can be sometimes bots. You know, whatever it can go both ways. Hot possibly. Well, it costs money, so something Disney does like it's not gonna like when the audience score is really low, but uh, or really high, but the critics is really low for like Dave Chappelle specials or. You know, whatever unwoke products that come out, uh, that that tends to happen, and and that's because so they, Dizzy buys it for other movies, but not this one. They like they like shun this movie, like uh, John Carter did. No, no, they bought it for the, they bought the audience score for this movie, but but, uh, but but the other movies they would buy according to so many people on the internet. Not saying you felt, but so many people on the internet would be like, yeah, but Dizzy buys critics. Rotten Tomato scores. Crit- well, the, the, so other that's movies. the critic scores they're talking about. That's what I'm talking about right now. So why why did they do it for this movie? Uh, maybe why are they, they buying audience they score? Felt they didn't have to because it was that good of a movie. I think I think that, I think they knew that they had a fucking turd on their hands and didn't want to save it. They they clearly bought it for Captain Marvel, but they didn't uh, do it for. They didn't bother with this one because there's no. I mean, uh, what, what the, the Fastos is the first gay super powered character in the MCU. Like, there's not a huge. You can't be like, you know, if, if people don't like this movie, it means they hate women, which is, the, which is how they marketed Captain Marvel and, and to a much lesser extent, Black Widow. But with this one, it's like if people don't hate white guys, Hispanic woman, one Asian girl, it's like because it's an eclectic. It's too much of a mix. So there's nothing there's no one thing to blame the backlash against. Mm-hmm. It's all so, diversity. So so they don't even fucking bother. And also because the movie's not good. Black Panther is a good movie. Captain Marvel is um, really less love good. To see but... Your take on this film after watching it, I because know, I'm I think excited to hear folks take. so many things that you normally just love to discuss in spoiler cast. I think this movie was like made for you. Well, I, I haven't fucking for me to hate or for me to love. I don't want to spoil we'll it. Find for you you got to give your boys. Yeah, we'll I'm, find you're out. Giving when you see your, it. You're giving your spoiler free boys before. I'll, no, I don't mind giving you my boys, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you whether you would. I I love to see you either hate it or love it. I'm not. I don't think there's any way I I like this movie. I mean, from, I mean, from everything I've heard about it, it just sounds not good. (laughs) Like just, just not good, even from the woke critic's perspective. So I can't imagine I would like it unless, unless the, unless it has a secret, like really libertarian message, which there aren't many movies or at least objectivists. I mean, there's not a whole lot of movies that aren't directed by Brad Bird that have objectivist messages. Maybe this has one. You know, I I watch a lot of movies for the colors and the lights and the sounds. And Brad like, Bird's movies are great shocked. for that too. <laughs> yeah, they are. And I get shocked though sometimes when I'm like watching a movie like No Time to Die, and I'm like, this movie is great. It has bullets, and like you're like, this movie sucks for all these reasons. And you laid out a really great argument, and I'm like shocked. I'm like, oh my god, I thought you I thought you were gonna like the bullets. Like I like the bullets being used, but was <laughs> the, the bullets? They come out of guns. <laughs> Right. Um, just give your, just Dorn, give your boys. Dorn, wait, real quick, Dorn. Like it, little gotta have it, boys, for No Time to Die. Don't, no spoils, but did you see it? I have not seen No Time to Die. I wish I did, okay. but I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, I saw, okay. I saw, I've seen every Bond movie since Goldeneye in the theater until now. So, I um, say go see it in theaters. It is. A, it's like a three-hour movie or two forty-five or something. It's pretty it long. Is. But yeah, I, 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 I honestly almost would have gone this week if I was feeling a little better. But uh, have you heard the Billie Eilish song? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe 
Wait, if I heard, if I heard it, maybe I would recognize it. But... Oh, that's that's the that's the that's the fucking rocking beat. Okay. No time to die or whatever. The, the Those like, are the correct was. lyrics, Ballard. Yes. <laughs> nice. It's there, a horrible song. There's just no right. time to die. Dor, do you want to go first? You're the the guest. No. What were your boys for Eternals? Oh boy, this movie was a pretty uh, pretty big hot mess. Um, <gasps> hot I, mess. I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things I liked about it, but mostly it's not very good. I, I if my boys, two, two out of five. Two out of five boys. Now, where does this sit in the MCU for you? Pretty low. It could be bottom five. Is it lower than Black Widow? It's got Rob yeah. Stark and John Snow. It is Snow. lower than Black Widow. I know you have Black Widow in your bottom five, but yeah, this oh, is yeah, definitely... Oh, yeah, Black Widow's real low. Black Widow's like the I'll third say this, worst movie in the MCU. Of the three uh, Mar uh, Phase Four films, it's you know that being Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Eternals. This is definitely the worst. Oh. <laughs> wow! And Black Widow was pretty bad. You gave it two out of five, boys. Two out of five. I'm, gonna, I'm assuming Shang Chi is the in, one you guys like. You like oh, Shang Chi? Yeah. Shang Chi, I gave four out of five, boys. Okay. I think uh, I haven't seen that either. Yet. I gave two and a half, but yeah, the Eternals two. It's a uh, two out of five for me. This was. This was pretty bad. I don't remember what I gave Shang-Chi. I'll have to go back and double check it. Um, I think you gave, I gave it, a, it high score. I thought you gave it a four and a half or maybe a four. But yep, that He, he gave right. it five. He always gives them five. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he gave Shang-Chi five. But, really? But it was close. I don't it was remember. either four and a half or four. Um, I'm interested to hear where your boys are, Ballard. This no, movie. The, this movie, Eternals. Five out of five <laughs> I, I, I walked out of this movie I, I had three words to describe this movie my kid said dad what'd you think of the movie what are your boys and, and I and I, and your I kids said actually hey, I don't want to review things with boys <laughs> oh yeah they know about the boys okay but they're like but they're like you know so I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna spoil the movie for you guys like tell us all about it tell us all about it and they're like and I'm like I'm like I'm like, I'm like nope not saying a word you're gonna have to wait till it's time to see it but they're okay we'll just Give us like a few words about like how what it makes you feel like, and I was like, okay, here are my here are my three words. Refreshing, cussing, thrusting. Five out of five boys. Wow. I loved wow. this movie. I loved everything about this, oh, movie. this movie. Was terrible. I was enjoying the whole movie. This was like Dune for me. I was like. Well, yes, I love this. this Again, I don't know if he's sarcastic or not. So. This, no, this is super sci-fi. This is like like that Dune-ish level sci-fi in a lot of ways. It's Marvel. They have this great way they play with characters and the way that characters exist in certain time periods. I don't, I'm not trying to spoil anything for Felk, but like exists leave. in certain time, time periods, so it becomes like a mystery. And like it's one of those things that like because of the trailers, the mystery's totally ruined because the get go, you're like, oh yeah, I saw that scene in the trailer, so obviously then that means that that thing happens later, and that and that actually is what it is. But that knowing that, even though like having the mystery ruined by the trailer, I I liked it. Like I really liked it. I liked the bouncing around. I love the characters. I don't know anything about the Eternals other than what the little bit I've read about Thanos in comics, like Thanos Quest and shit like that. So like. Alars, his dad, uh, Eros, his brother, Star Fox. Like, those are things, like, I knew about Star Eternals. Fox. I knew, yeah, that's the name of Eros. That's his like, like, comic book name. Hmm. But, like, I knew about those characters of Eternals. I knew 
really nothing about this version of Eternals. I and I, I think also the Titans that I knew as Eternals that was like recon, a retconned. Like that's not even the original version of Eternals the way it was it was designed in Marvel from the get go. So like that was some random thing they added much later in when Jim Starlin took over uh, right. the cosmic <laughs> a- aspects of Marvel. So I didn't know fucking cool what this shit was. I didn't I didn't know and I and like I don't know how to read. So like I, I they're like mentioning things like Fina, Gilgamesh, and I'm like oh yeah that's like novels or something. Like I don't know, but like this is cool. Like I like how they're tying all these characters. It's like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I really, I did. I really like this movie. Right. I, and I, um, would, wait, would you say after seeing this movie, you would now know who these characters are? Because I still have no fucking clue who these people are. Well, I'll let you guys get into that movie. Right, right now. Let's, they let's they joke and... about that in the movie, right? Like Icarus. They're like, you know, Icarus, yeah, the guy that like burned his wings. And they're like, oh, yeah, Sprite. That was one of Sprite's just, you know, random stories. Sprite's so, delicious like, they, beverage. I'll let you guys get into spoilers is. from here on out. I have the boys. This is Felk yeah. out, everybody. Bye, Phil. All right, right bye, goodbye. Bye. You guys say bye, from Fast oh, no, I'll, I'll, say, I'll, give you, I'll give you a clean. Spoilers from here on out for Eternals. And then that's the end of me. Bye, everybody. Free Kyle. Bye, It's time for spoilers. Ain't it cool? Free Kyle. Was that anything? Free Kyle. That the way out. I missed that. Free okay. Kyle right now. Yeah, well... I'm sure Felk would rather have that conversation another day. Okay, so I'm curious it. what you think you is a loved hot it. mess. <laughs> you loved it. I there were things I liked, but I'll say this: when I walked out of the theater, I said, "Eh, I think that was a three out of five, boy." And then, like about a, 24 hours later, after sleeping on, I was like, "Maybe it's more like two and a half." That movie had a lot of problems. And then I, another 24, maybe 48 hours later, I'm like, "No, that movie was a two out of five. It's." God, I, I still have a lot of questions that things I just did not understand at all. Now maybe I just need to see the movie again. I've seen it only once, but uh, I've only seen it once as well. Yeah, in theaters, uh, of course. Um, I saw it in IMAX, real IMAX, and that's something that I found really interesting right away. This movie did Michael Bay IMAX. This literally had three different IMAX formats in yeah, real IMAX. It did. It, it had. Around. It had digital IMAX, which is like what most IMAX screens people say are IMAX that aren't really IMAX. It had that one, which was like 190 to 1. It had the 235 to 1, which is standard MCU. But then it did the full, like, yeah, the I don't know what screen. it is, but it's, the, it's almost like a 1 to 1 ratio type thing, right? Like where it's a fucking square. Yeah. It's like the Justice League, whatever that is, right. that 4 to 3, you know, that 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 ratio. And so – it was it was it was weird. Like anytime you saw Arishem or you were like deep in space or heading towards the sun, yeah, you were in that box, giant by four by three box. And then like most of the other large action scenes were in that one ninety uh, to one uh, IMAX uh, digital box. Um, but I I mean it was gorgeous in IMAX. It was like that movie that should be. I it isn't doing in the sense that like narratively. It's doing in a, in the aesthetic and visual feel. Yeah, like the I way the that. domo feels like Dune to me. Yeah, no, I get that. I see what you're saying with the Dune thing, because uh, it is a it's a beautiful movie. A lot of bright colors, a lot of a lot of different set pieces. Obviously, they did a lot of traveling to to film this movie. Oh in yeah, spots. Um, and the and the space stuff did look really good. Uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the the high highlights for me is this the Celestials, or a, a specifically uh, Arishim. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the Celestials were really cool. It's almost like. 
I, I, so I alluded to it earlier with Felk. So the death of of Ajax, Salma Hayek's character, yeah. is is what is in the beginning of the film. Is like, oh my god, Deviant did it. But like seeing the Icarus scene talking to yeah, Salma hated, in the trailer, totally that. ruined that. Sequence right, I was like, I went, so she's either still alive or that's a flashback or something. Right, I I, I immediately went, oh, he killed her. So Icarus kills her because I saw that scene. So that's why he kills her. And Icarus is played very robotic, right from the get go. He is. He's very just wooden the whole movie, and that's what they are though, right? I mean, they're like they're they're essentially like celestial visions, like vision the the synth the the the, the robot vision, yeah, right? vision. I got you, yeah. Like they're they're synthesized beings or whatever. They're not they're not they're real like, flesh and blood, right? Right? Oh my god, but fuck that! I still fuck the shit out of Cersei. I don't give a fuck, dude. Oh, yeah. oh my god, or Ajax or, or Athena, dude. Or Ajax or Athena, yeah. They had all three. They were all here. I think it's lunchtime. I really, I fucking like loved the use of of the storytelling though, of like how to go back to why why the Eternals like left. Is it was very typical stereotypical storytelling Marvel's not doing anything new it's not like Apple where it's like oh my god Apple's got augmented reality now and like all these androids had it for years and everyone's like that's amazing Apple finally did it it's I get like Marvel's doing a genre that's popular but it's so cool to like see it play out that way with these characters and to see it having this like storyline that you follow them through like what is it like five thousand BC onto like fifteen twenty one AD when they're dealing with like the end of the uh, Tenno Chitlin era or whatever the Empire yeah, yeah. whatever how do you pronounce that name I don't know it was the like Aztecs I think and um like I like that like you kind of saw this group fighting off the deviants throughout time and then like why they eventually split and then at the same time you're following the group trying to like come back together and I like that the group doesn't actually come back together and I really love that there's like no bad guys in this fucking movie no, that like was even, problem I even the main no bad guy if Crow isn't a bad guy yeah I was like there's really no villain in this movie and then they kind of shoehorn one in with this alpha deviant which then ends up going nowhere I the whole know, that, time I, I, I didn't like that at all like no he doesn't go anywhere because he's he's also a robot right like he's also something created by the celestials yeah. just to be the other side that. of the coin and he hates it because once he gets like it's kind of it's interesting because like once he has like understanding of that once he has like you know his his artificial intelligence is kicks in and he's actually able to like learn like a chimp in 2001 Space Odyssey banging a fucking bone against another bone and realizing it's a tool like he's able to finally be like communicate like oh yeah I'm a fucking like I'm I'm a tool for celestials and my only purpose is to be killed over and over again by other uh, uh, Eternals well, sure. and Eternals are only there to kill off Deviants if they go after the intelligent, intelligent life, life force, yeah. right? Because so they need enough life force. We have a lot of questions about in this movie, which I'll, we'll get into. But we'll yeah, get into some. We can get into some of those right now. Give me sure. one of your questions right now. Sure, but yeah, the deviants. Um, okay, so they're they were there basically to like wipe out the dinosaurs and things like that, right? Just these unintelligent animals and creatures, right? But but they're also there to kill humans, which is why the Eternals need to be there to protect intelligent life human no so at some point deviants started killing off humans and that's why eternals were brought in okay and whenever that happens because they need humans to become massive population centers like earths and things like that to become massive population centers so that 
they can have enough population of a life force to birth the yeah, celestial the newest celestial i get that yeah and so what ended up happening was when half of earth was or the whole universe was wiped out by thanos um you lost way too much right and so that's when it was like okay the demons need to come back right or whatever the fuck it was and you know all that shit and then when the uh or maybe not but like when but when the snap happened again and they brought back everybody those five years of population growth mixed with everyone coming back is what jump-started everything yeah yeah I guess I was confused of like, why did it take them so long to kill off all the deviants on Earth? And once they did, why didn't they just say, all right, we're good. We killed them all. They're done. Let's leave. That's what they did. Bail. No, they didn't, they didn't leave Earth. They just dispersed. But they still lived there for hundreds of years. I think because they're supposed de- to be dis- without, without any deviants to their knowledge on the planet. Like, yeah, I guess so. Leave? Yeah, what, what's supposed to happen? Yeah, like, don't they, they just what, leave? What, like, a celestial that explodes. Point? Isn't their whole point well, of just stop the deviants from killing intelligent life? Good, we killed all the deviants. And it, human life, intelligent life, is procreating and expanding. We can go, right? Why are they still even there? Because maybe deviants will come back. And like why do did. the de- and why do how how and why do deviants come back? They were frozen, and then they were unfrozen. So yeah, they never I, got them all. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, that's what I figured it was. Is that they were frozen. Um. I don't know. I had problems. I think with it. they said that. I think Icarus said that when he brought Ajax there. She was like, "I thought we got these all." And he's like, "Oh yeah, these ones were frozen ice. in the ice, and they just thawed out, and they took out an oil team." Yeah, yeah. I think that's. And what they he were says. killing those people. I did see the movie over a week ago, so I'm trying to remember. I know it's but, been a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. So I'm trying to. Yeah, no, that that tracks. But yeah, I still didn't understand the Alpha Deviant, and like, so he can. No, he isn't an Alpha Deviant. He is just a deviant that well, yeah. by chance. Like sucked on Ajax and so actually always, got powers. Could they do that to all. anybody or just just Eternals? And they could I think do it's they because they're both them, made. For, it's the celestial the battery force, right? Yeah. So I think it's that. So I think it's like it's no. They can't just do it to anybody. Like they could just grab onto Thor and like suck Thor's powers out. Like no, or Hulk. No, they can't do that. It's literally the fact that the Celestials made the Eternals with the same battery force that they get made Deviants with, and so it's that yeah. celestial life force that the deviants were feeding off of. And when that deviant, by chance, shoved its fucking, like, you know, prongs into Ajax and got that juice out of her, it then realized, by healing itself, oh, shit, I can, like, do more now. I something, yeah. You're watching the beginning of, like, intelligent life with those deviants. And, like, so when the deviant dies, it's like it understands. Do you remember Starro in uh, The Suicide Squad? Yeah. It's like that. Like the deviant is literally Starro, where like Starro at the end of when Starro's dying, he's like, all I wanted to do was float in the stars and stare at the stars, and you fucking people brought me to this planet, and now you guys fucking killed me. Like yeah. that's that's what Starro. Like Starro is like purely innocent and, and and a bystander that gets captured, and and when he breaks free, he runs amok, and he's just trying to like be free, and then he ends up becoming or it ends up dying, and all yeah. I ever wanted to do is float. I think the deviant's similar thing, like where it's like. You're fucking me, and I'm just realizing it now, though. And I've been fucked over, and we're all being fucked. And I, you know, I want more power now, so I can stop being fucked over. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it was going to keep, couldn't like continue to take power from Athena. What I didn't actually understand, and I'd have to see this again because I'm sure it's clear, but maybe you understand. How did exactly Athena beat it? Because it felt like she had her Mari Wiry or whatever it was called, Maddie Wiry. Yeah, what her, was mem- it? her memory. Sickness. What did they call that shit? 
Yeah, they did what call it something. That? Um Mod Weary or something like that. And and then and then the then the deviant sucked her life force out. And then did it did it go crazy? And then she just like it sucked her mod weary did out. Suck, did it suck her power out? I didn't even really understand it. I thought it was starting to, and maybe she stopped it suddenly. I, I don't yeah. really remember. But I, yeah, she obviously stopped it and killed it. The I, I just kept referring to it as the Alpha Deviant, but whatever. It is. Called. Oh, it's it's called Crow. I guess because in the comics, uh, there is a head deviant named Crow. By the way, played by Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I saw his name in the credits, and I was like, "Who the fuck was Bill Skarsgård?" And I just by process of elimination, I was like, "Oh, he must have been that deviant when he took on a more humanoid form." Um, or no, I think he's just the voice of him, right? Or maybe, yeah, 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 because like uh, David K was the voice of RSM, and he's like some voice actor. Yeah, he's a voice. Look, yeah, I looked him up. He's a voice actor. But um, uh, I thought listening to the movie, I, I kept thinking like. And I remember hearing like uh, that maybe like uh, Dan Stevens was in the movie or something like that. So I, I thought I thought Crow was Dan Stevens. I did, uh, I, and I was like, oh, that's Dan Stevens. That's definitely Dan Stevens. I was shocked to find out it was Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had no idea who that was, was until I saw Bill Skarsgård's name in the credits at the end. Um, yeah, why I didn't understand also why Thena had that that memory sickness like she just had it nobody else did was this some sort of allegory for like cancer or some sort of disease that like she just had she has ms and like it's just something that people get or als or something was that what that was kind of like a i didn't understand why she was the only one who suffered from this memory overload which they all dealt you know had that issue as far as having multiple lifetimes where their memory kept getting sort of wiped and saved yeah, uh, I think she's the only one. I guess it's a maybe it's like you know, cancer. But here I looked it up. Uh, Mod Wiry is a, a wiry. I don't know how how the fuck you pronounce. It. I can't remember how they said it in the movie. Is a psychological condition which affects Thena, causing her to seemingly lose control and attack her teammates, mistakenly believed by the Eternals to be a form of dementia affecting her perception of time due to her enormous amount of memory. So it's like because you have you live for so long, you have so much memory, your brain can only take so much. So eventually starts, I guess pillaging shit so is, she, is she like then the oldest one she's no no more. no remember because that's actually the point in the movie so Gilgamesh volunteers to be her guardian and lives off the grid with her in Australia for thousands of years then Eternals eventually learn that the condition is actually a result of Thena recalling memories from her past missions yeah remember that's the whole yeah, thing it's that. actually not she's 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 actually cracking because the Celestials keep wiping them like C-3PO got wiped by the Antilles yeah, yeah. The, the Celestials keep wiping these Eternals, and right. but she is like R two D two in it. Like she's like, I'm remembering shit. Like I'm remembering shit. While all the rest of them are like total C three PO. Don't remember don't fucking remember being thing. built by Darth Vader or anything like that. Okay, yeah. I just think so. Understand. It actually wasn't that. It wasn't the mod wiry. It's it, it's a it's a little bit of red herring. Yeah, I, don't know. I just had a, I just didn't understand why she was the only one dealing with this sickness, but I just took it as some sort of allegory of yeah, she has dementia, which can affect you know any random person as they get older. But they said actually, it's uh, it, it, this was a, it was moving. Angelina and Salma found this such a moving element of the story. They compared it to the condition to women suffering from mental illnesses. Okay, well, good. All so right. it is, it is, it is that. But you're right; it is essentially an an, an allegory for mental illness but at the same time uh it was a plot device right she was just she actually remembered shit and no one else did yeah i just didn't quite understand why it only affected her because it seemed like yeah i guess it was she's strong hair. she's a lady she's angelina yeah. all right she's thena cool 
She's. So I mean, cool. it, it feels like Ajax should have been that one, but they killed her, right? So it doesn't make sense to have it be that one. But it feels like that would be the one that should have had the stronger memory that wasn't wiped clean. It does. It, I don't know why it, it was. Like, it seemed like Ajax sort of knew things. At least more oh, than yeah, the other. Yeah, because she was told. You're right. That's right. And she, she told knew about Chris. the emergence. She knew like that shit was coming and happening. None of the other ones knew that that was going to happen. So there were. So two of them knew. One of them was remembering, and the rest were all silenced or all forgot. Were all yeah. We're all wiped. Uh, clean slated. All yeah. wiped clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess she's just cracking. Maybe um, Icarus was cracking too, and that's why Ajax eventually told her because they said Ajax told Icarus back in the Aztecian moment. Right? Did they say something? Or no, Babylon. Yeah, it was a while back, yeah. In Babylon, after that moment in the in 575 BC Babylon, that's when Ajax told Icarus about the truth. So he's, so they both have known this for centuries, even yeah. millennia. Um, so yeah, that, that was one of my other questions, is how long did Ajax know this was happening? Did she know the whole time? The whole time. And when did she all of a sudden decide she wanted to like save these people and be like, oh, I think these people are good. I've like grown an attachment to them. Because she says it when there's only a week to go. Like, did she? Is that when she first realized, like, maybe we shouldn't do this with only seven days before? Or was <coughs> it... Did she kind of think that for centuries? I don't know. It just seems weird if she had those thoughts that she wouldn't... She would only tell... Icarus and not the whole team of like, hey, maybe we should stop this. Again, more questions Wait, I didn't understand. Did, didn't she say in the movie like their placement in time to the events of Endgame? Like they're not that far away from the mo moment of Endgame, right? Well, they're certainly after. Yeah, they're after it, but I think like this movie technically takes place B before like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, before WandaVision, before Far From Home. I think before like, Far From Home? Yeah, Far From Home is the furthest down the road of all those, by the way. Really? Because it Far seems from, like Far From Home takes place like right Far after. From Home is like six months after Endgame or something like that. That's I'll look not, it up. No. Yeah, no, no. It's like, yeah, WandaVision is like a few weeks after Endgame. And, um... Uh, I'll have to look it up. I, I found it originally on like Reddit. I'll see if I can find this thing the again. Timeline. Yeah. I guess I thought Far From Home was like right after, like a month after something. Because it seems like Peter's still sort of mourning Tony. But you've seen that. Yeah, maybe I'll have times. to look into it. Um, I I have I had I do I definitely found some someone put it all together and I was like holy shit. This is great. Like this actually makes sense, but I, I like you know it's not easy. To, I mean, oh, these are all in release states. Nah, it's not very helpful. I'll have to find it. Anyways, um, yeah, it uh, so yeah, it, this I think is like really close to Etern uh Endgame, and that's why I think like it happens so fast. But at the same time, the the way Eternals ends with Tiamat, like the celestial, like made of marble now, like partly coming out of Earth. Right. That's fucking wild visuals. I don't know what the fuck. Like, that's the stuff that I'm like, this is ballsy. You're going to yeah. you're gonna commit to this earth now for, like, how long? Like, you have to commit to a fucking giant celestial coming out of your earth now. That that, that, that has to do things to your, like, fucking planet. It has to destroy right. the atmosphere in ways. Yeah, it has to fuck something. with your oceans. Right. It's got to fuck with it. Oceans have to rise because of it. Like, literally, oceans must be – like, there are cities – 
that were never going to be affected or may have been affected due to like climate change possibly and how much yeah, like, mass did he bring up with him if he does that like fucking New Orleans is gone right, <laughs> like, right. it's gone Miami's gone oh yeah those cities are gone absolutely yeah, it, so it I was, thought that was it, it was, that was weird. Stunning. The visuals were pretty stunning of that of him, like the fingers coming through the uh, the water or the the volcano and everything. It yes, looked, but oh my, oh my god, beautiful. Yeah, it looked great. That was shit that was amazing in IMAX too. Oh yeah, I wish it could have been in 3D. It is one of the things that like kind of sucks right now that we're having like all this stuff and it's not in in 3D anymore, and I miss it. I miss my 3D. Right? Like, what's you can't the see the shit in 3D. What's the last movie you saw in the theater in 3D? Oh, my God. I don't know. What would it have been? I think for me it was Doctor Strange. No, I must have seen something after that in 3D. What, what I know that have been, was a though? while ago, but I don't, really like, I don't really like watching movies in 3D. But for Doctor Strange, I wanted to because just with the visuals and everything, I thought it would look <gasps> pretty cool. Yeah, the, I, I Doctor Strange looked amazing in 3D. I, I may have seen Far From Home in 3D, and but it's hard for me to remember if I saw it in theaters or if I saw it here at home, because I I think 3D on the TV is a lot better than 3D in the theater. I, the the larger screen in the theater is very helpful. Don't get me wrong, but the clearer picture you get from and for 3D from a home theater television is so much better, because the the theatrical experience. Even if it's a dark theater, there's it's never a perfect, bright, clear image, especially for 3D, and it feels a little washed out. And even bright moments always feel a little dark. And we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it in our entire MCU spoiler cast we did with you a few weeks ago. But Thor, yeah, you both talked about it. I think you and Felk talked about it. But Thor, yeah, Thor looked horrible, like in the 3D moments in 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 like Jotunheim. It was it was really hard to like figure it out. Plus, on top of that. Not only were they dark scenes, but it was all ice, right? So even the background was kind of like just weird shapes and shadowing and nothing really specific. Or as my kids like to say, Pacific. Um, but uh, what I, like, what do you think about like the beginning of the MCU? Like when they talked about like literally the universe, like how the universe started and all that shit. And they show like the Celestials bu- building, like everything, suns and shit. No, that was cool. I like seeing all the Celestials. Um, and showing them build galaxies and star systems and, yeah, obviously planets. Uh, all that was really cool, especially those visuals were very uh, Doctor Strange level of kind of trippy and with uh, mm-hmm. what Cersei walking through like this weird kind of sci-fi looking temple and seeing like all the memories and everything kind of stored. Um, yeah, everything with uh, the Celestials was pretty awesome. That I loved. It was. I, I almost wish more of the movie would have been the Celestials. I mean, and I know we're jumping around and uh, I want to kind of even go to the end because it's kind of important with Arshem. And just the way when he shows up to Earth, like he just, you know, quantum leaps to Earth or whatever the fuck, you yeah. know, black holes to Earth. That was so cool. And to see him like presiding over Earth. Like, like over the horizon, whatever, yeah. That was fucking wild. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, dude, that's Galactus. That's what Galactus is gonna look like in this in this MCU. Like he's yeah, gonna be something huge like that. God, yeah. Huge, like out of control visual like that, right? Like something just like massive on that scale to the point where it doesn't it's like it's fake. Have you seen What If on D, uh Disney Plus? Uh yeah, I just finished it. 
So you know when you get like the watcher looming over things in the background? Yeah, it's in the background. It felt like that, right? Or even when you see uh, Ultron, like that ultimate version of Ultron, yeah, and he like looms vision, and all of a sudden version. in the background. Yeah. That hugeness of him, that I felt like that, like Ari Shem, but that was like all of a sudden I was getting like that in live action. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. It looks great. Like, yeah, it looks wow. really great. I, had a little... I almost wonder that Eternals was supposed to come out first before the What If series came out. I almost wonder if when we see that image of Voltro- oh, Voltron, because he's Vision Ultron, yeah, sure, uh, if Voltron. you see Ultron looming over the horizon massively like that in, in the What If show, and you see the Watcher doing that, I almost wondered if that was a slight nod to Ari Shem, because Eternals was supposed to be come out first, but now it yeah. obviously comes out afterwards. What do you think? Yeah, it could have been. I, I, th- I like how at least these shifting around the, the release dates doesn't affect the storytelling not um, yet at least right yeah anyway uh but yeah there's things like that like we could have we would have been like oh that was a nod to arishim watching what if way later right and now we're and now we're saying the other way yeah in fact actually um, i had i actually hadn't seen that episode yet i was only a few episodes into what if when i saw eternal so for me it did it did work that way but um oh nice oh so it actually worked the way it should yeah have. it actually did kind of work i'd only seen the first couple episodes so i hadn't seen that uh ultron one yet what did you um, think of, uh, of, of like, the whole what-if story? Like, maybe give your boys right now. Let me know. We don't have to get into, like, a, a big deal about uh, it. But, I mean, I'm sure anybody listening to this has seen it, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll just – I don't have to get into, like, major spoilers. I don't know. I'd give it maybe a three out of five. I, I didn't think it was great. They announced they're doing a second season. I'm like, eh, I didn't – I didn't really need – I could have just done with a few episodes. I don't know. It didn't really do anything for me because, obviously, this isn't, like, canon. It's not – it's all these – and I didn't realize – in the last episode, are we trying to? Were they trying to imply like all of them were from the same universe, or did they pull them all from different universes? Yeah, um, different. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. They were all different. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. I didn't really need a story with like, here, here's what if it was Captain Carter instead of Captain America? I was like, okay. I mean, it was fine. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't didn't really do much for me. I don't. I'm not itching for a second season. Yeah, I it is it is interesting. I don't know how that show works in a second season. Um, I I'll wait till a spoiler cast to kind of give all of my uh, opinions on it. Um, but uh, it, I think the show was hindered by COVID significantly. Well, what are your um, boys? Oh, you I wanna, can't. I, wait? I'd have to wait till the spoiler cast okay. for that one. Yeah. All right. All right. But uh, um, like it, love it, gotta have it. I don't know. Maybe gotta have it. Classic Ballard to the MCU. Yeah. But I would say. Like for me, it it definitely showed the COVID uh, weaknesses that that it, the co- the co- that COVID brought to it. Like apparently they they had less time to be able to work on animation, so they had to cut down on some stories. That's why a few of them feel like they just abandoned the story um, of the actual uh, what if episode. They event knowing they had to do that, they ended up writing that kind of into their edit process. Um, and uh, the creating process of the episode where they knew that they weren't going to be able to complete everything they wanted to, they scripted. And so that tends to, I guess, lead to the way what ifs were written and the way that what ifs tended to end on like that second act, you know, horrible shit happens and oh, nothing you can do about it. And that's the end of that chapter. I, that's kind of how the comics were. So it, it kind of plays off of that, but that's not intentional. It's unintentional. It just worked out that way in their favor. And then of course, 
the fact that all of them don't really play out to an end is because for the most part you kind of see why their ends are the season finale yeah yeah um, that worked so sort of yeah it, like it but it definitely COVID even uh hindered their um not only uh their production schedule on episodes and what to be able to animate, but it it got to the point where they had to actually pull back an episode instead of it being the full season they wanted. They actually had to pull an episode out, and they're gonna have to. They're actually using that episode because that script is done. They're using that episode in season two, and if you recognized the Tony Hulkbuster and Gamora with the Thanos armor in the season finale of What If, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Did I miss that episode? That was the uh, episode they could not animate. They didn't have a budget to animate oh. with timing because uh, of COVID. Gotcha. But that episode, um, you will get to see that. But yeah, but here's the thing: what's the point? You're gonna really do a you know Guardians of the Multiverse all over again? Yeah. Like, is that what every season of What If's gonna be? Like, mm-hmm. just and we gotta get another group together. Right. We're gonna have to stop the multiverse from cracking because, like, to me, it's like the interesting thing about the multiverse right now is it's clearly what's phase four is centered around right now but like it's building like loki's building to the cracking of the multiverse right literally with the timelines bouncing every which way yeah you have wandavision's involvement in doctor strange you have literally spider-man and doctor strange in this trailer we talked about earlier and we know the doctor strange multiverse of madness is 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 gonna probably be what all comes to a head it's 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 very interesting to me um that we have I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Wait, what was I saying? Oh my god, I'm so stupid and retarded. Just talking about the multiverse, and that's the phase four, and that's all building up to it. And that what if point, what but... if already did a group guardians Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... my point. So yeah. you're building to this multiversal war, right? Yeah. And like so it make is it makes it important. It makes it a, an event. It's it's becoming an event. But if every season of what if is just like, uh oh, the multiverse is falling apart again, it loses all like all of its fucking like you know yeah, uh, uh, of the energy behind it all the all the, all the stress behind it all the, the the you know the need to even have a story it's almost like come on we've done this like really is this is this going to be every story so maybe they have something creative maybe yeah i did like the doctor strange i didn't really like the doctor strange episode that much but i liked how it ended with just he destroyed the like the whole like everything he loved he destroyed everything he just told yeah. the whole. He destroyed all of space and time, like the whole space time continuum. To save his love that he loved so much, right? To keep her alive. Yeah, to destroy an absolute he point. Destroyed or whatever they call it. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was uh, that was really cool. But um, you mentioned it on a previous Cool Boys episode that it is just chilling when you hear T'Challa, voiced by Chadwick. You oh, just hear his voice, yeah. and I was like immediately like, "Oh, that's Chadwick." Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And then and you hear a, and he's the in a whole few thing. Ep- and he's in a few episodes, so you're just like, oh, man. It's so sad because of yeah. that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you're just like, oh, dude, no. 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 And then he's and like, some of them, and that's. The- yeah, some of them you could be like, oh, that's not Robert Downey Jr. Or that's not Brie Larson. Or that's not Chris Evans. The Tom Holland one was really close, I thought, Some though. of them were it- close. Some of them I actually thought it was them. Some of them I didn't think it was them, and it turned out it was. Like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is that Samuel Jackson? But yeah, it was. <laughs> Brie Larson. Yeah, the yeah. Brie Larson was never Brie Larson. No, that one was not close. What do you think of Lake Bell as uh, uh, the Black Widow? Oh, I totally could tell that was Lake Bell, but I like, but I like Lake Bell. She did a good job. Yeah, she's great, and she's a yeah. great Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn show. Harley Quinn show is great. 
like the it. Harley Quinn show is one of those sleepers that a lot of people just hear about it and they even hear it's great and they're like, yeah, but it's like a DC cartoon. I don't know. I don't really know. It's, a, I'm get into well, a it's DC definitely cartoon. an adult cartoon. Yeah. It's super adult. Yeah. But it is really a great. That's great. I, I've, I've not finished it, but I love everything I've seen. Oh, I've finished it and I th- we'll watch it again, I'm sure. I like the whole series so far. Dude, Kite Man is amazing. Kite Man's great. He's just such a I, douche. I, I love Kite Man. <laughs> Kite Man's so good. I still so love cool. just uh, kite related uh, <laughs> crimes. I still love uh, Clay though the best by Alan Tudyk. Clay oh Bates. yeah! He's oh great. my god! Yeah, totally. He's just an actor. Yeah, he plays the the bartender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, no, really no, no, well my fa- no. My favorite character by far though on that show is Bane. Bane is this great. They I always don't just- remember Bane yet. But they always just pick on him. They won't let him like sit at, like in the big chairs. Like, no, you got to sit in the small chair, Bane. You're not at the table. You got to sit over there. You can't sit at the table. And he's like, but I just want to sit here. <laughs> who plays Bane? He definitely. I don't know who his, the voice is, but he's definitely doing the uh, Tom Hardy, like you know that like that almost like Scottish like. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the gypsy or yeah. that Tom Hardy played or whatever. Yeah, he has that sort of gypsy accent or t- voice. But, yeah, oh my they, god, gypsy's they, a bad word to say. Apparently, I forgot about that. Oh. Right. Did you know that? Did you know gypsy is a bad thing? We shouldn't say that. It's so insensitive to say gypsy. I'm so stupid. I'm so retarded. (laughs) I'm sorry. I cannot find this fucking thing that someone put together on Reddit. I'm trying to scour through like Marvel threads. Well, we can get back. Yeah, because they they broke it down. They're like they're like this is the way it seems to be, and they had like how many weeks and months in between films since uh, Endgame. And well, it's actually important, and it never I, – I, I saw it, and I was like, that's cool, and I moved right on, and I should have not have done that. I should have, like, saved it or something like that, clearly. Well, I'll circle back now to Eternals because that was one of my other questions was, like, so they they definitely acknowledge at one point early on early found on it. in the movie. Oh, found it, baby. Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right. So, okay, hang on. So I'm wrong. Three weeks after Endgame is WandaVision – Three weeks. Six months after Endgame is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Shang-Chi is in 2024. Eternals is in 2024, so like a year after Endgame. And then eight months after Endgame is is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And then immediately after that is No Way Home, which we think, you know, t- obviously based on the trailer, picks up immediately afterwards. Who knows how much time takes place in between oh, yeah, the films. Oh, yeah, it's the reveal of Peter Parker, yeah. Is Spider-Man? Yep. Yeah. So and then uh, and then Hawkeye, uh, assuming that uh, Far for, uh, No Way Home doesn't jump past Christmas, uh, Hawkeye comes after that. Um, so yeah, Eternals technically Hawkeye? comes after Shang Chi. What? You ex- are you excited for Hawkeye? I. Oh fuck yeah! No, Absolutely. I don't, I don't, it feel, it really feels like shit. I'm watching like a a diehard fucking trailer yeah. for a diehard show. Yeah, I don't really care for it. Oh my god! Oof. Well, first so, of all, there's two women in my house that are in love with Haley Steinfeld. So they are watching that show no matter what for her That's right fine. off the bat, and then I'm just I'm I'm in love with the MCU and so is my son. So we're watching your the show house, for that. We're in love with Jeremy Renner. Yeah, we're, yeah, we got Jeremy fans. We got Renner boys. Uh, I speaking of Disney Plus, I thought Eternals should have been more of a Disney Plus show. I just thought it was just they crammed way too much into this. You're, you're introducing ten brand new characters, and I got very little screen time with most of them. Obviously, like mm-hmm. Ajax, you hardly get anything. That's Selma Hayek. Even uh, Athena, you don't get much, which is uh, Angelina Jolie. You don't get much from her. I mean, everybody got very little screen time except for 
Cersei and Icarus, basically, and Sprite. Yeah, but it's like Heat. You're not like watching Heat and going, Danny Trejo got no screen time. Heat sucks. Like, well, Heat's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Heat's amazing. Not every character needs screen time. Like these, these aren't not none, screen these time, characters but just stories. These aren't Robert Downey Juniors and Tony Starks and Chris Evans and Steve Rogers. Like these are just you know Thena. Who cares how long Thena's in that movie? I don't, personally, I don't need Thena to be in the whole film. I'm speaking of which. I'm literally shocked Thena made it the whole fucking movie and even ended yeah. up in the end credit scene with Star Fox. Yes. Like, I'm did. like, wait, Angelina Jolie is is here to play like this long? Seriously? Yeah, she survives. Yeah, but I did not think she was going to stick around in a Marvel film. I thought I thought she was literally thought Angelina thought was, was out of this film. Selma Hayeking it. Yes. In fact, I thought Selma Hayek had a better chance of staying in the MCU than I thought Angelina Jolie did. And I'm shocked Selma Hayek is a one and done. I'm guessing maybe she'll do some like you know cameos. Maybe do a cameo. Yeah, as Ajax in a flashback. Another flashback, yeah. Right, but Thena, the fact that like she's clearly what whatever idea they had for Eternals two, that they're kind of steering the ship towards. I did not see. I did not say. I did not see Thena being in that at all. Like I never thought that was gonna happen. I was totally yeah. like just flabbergasted. Like oh my god, Angelina Jolie's going the distance with this fucking franchise. Oh, speaking of which. Do you rem- did you uh, when the, when the movie came out? So, the first started news about the movie coming out was oh my god the Rotten Tomato score is dropping oh it's really low oh it's below it's below Hulk oh it's below Thor of the Dark World oh shit now it's finally rotten and audiences hadn't seen it yet that was like the narrative and when that narrative was going on you you heard people coming out like Nate Moore I think and stuff like that from Marvel producers and whatnot from Marvel Cinema and they're just like. Oh yeah, like Eternals is supposed to be like a one-off. Like it's not doesn't it's not supposed to have sequels. It's fine. Like uh, like if they don't like it, whatever. Like it's fine. Like and if fans don't like it too, it's like whatever. Like you don't need to see other movies to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. Like super apologetic. Like the apology tour kicked in, and then fans started seeing it, and like the audience score was really high. And then they were like, oh yeah, but there could be sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there can be okay. sequels. Sure, okay. I'm sure. Well, how the fuck they were trying to market this movie as not having sequels is besides me. I don't know what the hell they because like seriously, it's the movie like you. Every movie has a sequel. But yeah, like like how how could this not have any Eternals too? Like this is how that movie ends. Like and he took Cersei and Kingo and what Sprite, whoever the other fucking one no, is. Sprite goes off to school, right? No, but who did who did Arsham take in the end? He took three. He, he took, took three. Wasn't, wasn't uh, fat. Uh, was it the um, Druig or uh, I don't know? No, Druig's with Thena and Makari on yeah, the Domo looking for more Eternals. Was it Fastos? I don't know. Who was it? Who did? It was Cersei, who did uh, Cersei, Kingo, and it wasn't Gilgamesh. It was, was Cersei. It was Kingo, and oh yeah, and Fastos. Yes. Was it Fastos? I think you're right. Wait, let me double. Maybe. Is there? It's got to be written somewhere. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand what was happening there. He so Cersei, Fastos, Kingo, and Sprite remain on Earth. Dane professes his love for Cersei. This is on Wikipedia. I just found this. Is about to reveal a secret about his family when she, along with Fastos and Kingo, are remotely Taken. dragged into space by Arsham. So yeah, it was just Fastos so and Kingo just, and Cersei. Yeah. So what happened there? He just takes them. Arsham. Just he takes, takes them to her judgment. Yeah. He's gonna scan their memories, and if their memories show that you know humans sucked, he's gonna come back and destroy the Earth. The problem is, is Fasto's memories have Hiroshima, and yeah. that's the whole point in the movie where he's Showing like, "I'm that. fucking done building for man now that they've killed people because of my 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 tools." Like the on this level, finally. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, they're so, all weaponized. I don't think Ari Shem's going to find the best version of man in his thoughts. And then what? Destroy them? No, he's not going to destroy them. I think he's going to come back and destroy Earth. But that's what I mean. Destroy. That's what I mean. Destroy Earth. Here's the thing. Humanity. Does he call Galactus to come to destroy? Right. He's, just, he's, like, he's probably just going to be like, I got a guy who does that. Right. So yeah, is Galactus like their cleanup crew? Is he is he the bouncer? Yeah, he's the cleaner. Yeah, maybe. He's, yeah, he's painting you know, houses. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Do you think that. you think Eternals two leads to Galactus? I don't know. I don't even know if they're making an Eternals two. I mean, I'm sure they will. I think they are. I think they're going to make it. I think there's. How, how, well, how, here's the thing. Can't wait too big. How do you not continue this story into some other mo- in some other franchise? This is not another franchise. Yeah, you, you know gotta, what I mean. Like, it's got to continue somewhere. So what, like you think Cersei show and Fastos and Kingo aren't saved by the Guardians. You know what I mean? Right. That's like they're saved by the Eternals too. Yeah, I guess they're so. saved by Thena and Makari and Druig and and Pip the Troll and Star Pip, Fox, Pip and Eros. Oh yeah, Patton. They're yeah. back. I mean, we might as well get into that because we're talking about that. So that that's the mid credit scene. We have um, Thena, uh, Makari, and Druig looking for other Eternals, and they can't seem to find them. And then all of a sudden, Arrow shows up, who, as we spoke well, earlier Pip, about, well, is Pip a retconned Eternal. Yeah, Pip shows up first, but yeah. Oh, Pip, that's right. And he even says Thanos' brother. Yeah, he definitely he calls him that, names right? drops that because if you just showed Arrow, most people would probably be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who the fuck is this? Yeah, really. Um, and then so Eros is in in the MCU. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I don't really it's, care about Eros. It's Harry Styles, which is funny because in in Dunkirk, apparently Chloe Zhao, the director, of saw Dunkirk. Harry Styles in Dunkirk and was like, oh. "Dude, he's awesome. He's gonna be my Eros." And then meanwhile, Eros is sharing scenes with Druig, which is Barry Keoghan, who was also in Dunkirk. Yeah, that's right. And Harry Styles is the person that has to tell. The other boy on the boat at the end of Dunkirk, spoilers to Dunkirk, he's dead, mate, and then shove Barry Keoghan over into the corner. That's Harry Styles. So Barry and Harry had worked together on Dunkirk and shared scenes together in Dunkirk and then shared a scene again at the end of Eternals. Yeah. It's like a Dunkirk reunion. Sort of. It looked like it was just editing. I don't think they ever were together. They were there together, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they probably shot Harry Styles no, like 10 weeks later. No idea what they're trying to lead up to with Eros and Pip the Troll. Oh, more Eternals. I think they're just saying we know he knows where the Eternals are or the other Eternals are to go find a band together to fight Celestials. I, that, you, mean I other, you mean other Eternals, not the ones that were taken. You're talking about like completely right. different Eternals on different worlds. Yeah, like tit- Titans, like people from Titan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, oh, like, tit- like, okay. That's where that's where Eros is from, right? And yeah, Alars. So I, the we were supposed to get like a Thanos flashback when he was like a baby as a boy growing up on Titan, and that was supposed to be either an Infinity War or an Endgame. I can't remember which. Maybe it was supposed to be an Infinity War and got pushed to Endgame, and then just never happened. Um, but that was supposed to happen. I think what's likely to happen: we get that Eternals two, we get that Eros flashback, and we get that Thanos flashback. And here's what it is: I'm done with Thanos. I yeah, don't need Thanos. Like, I just don't need him. I, like, it, it was great to see that little reference to Thanos in What If. Yeah. That was enough. You subverted my expectations with Thanos. I don't need to know how Thanos was created. I don't... It's like it's like Patton Oswalt says, I don't need to know how ice cream is made. Right? right. He doesn't need to know, like, the how Boba Fett was born. Right. He doesn't need to know this shit. I don't need to see a kid as a kid, the little kid we, who's sad. Yeah, we just, like, I don't, we just don't need to know it. 
We don't need to know it. So it's like, I don't need to know how Thanos was brothers with Eros. I don't need to see the Thanos flashback if it's not going to be Infinity War and Endgame. It doesn't really make sense. Thanos is not a villain that matters anymore. Kang's the villain that matters. Let's move forward. Like, I don't, I just, I don't care about Eros because. Yeah, I don't care. Thanos is over. And Eros right. should have been used for Thanos, I feel like. It's not like I need him now. That's what so I was saying. Like is like, why is he here? Like, what's he going to bring to the table? But. I don't more, know. More, and more Eternals, weird. I guess. I don't know. Stupid. More Eternals, but still, it's like, well, so what else are you bringing to this table as just being a connection to Thanos? Like, I. I'm sure there's people out there like, oh, dude, I'm the biggest Star Fox fan. Like, I love the fact that he's in this fucking yeah. movie. But I, I don't know. I'm not that person. So I'm just like, oh, dude, Thanos again? All right. But it's a mid-credit scene. It's not really the movie. So I don't really count it. Yeah. Um, but Patton is Pip the Troll. What did you think of the CGI on Pip the Troll? He did not look that good. He uh, didn't, did he? No, he looked pretty bad. Obviously, you can people tell it think Patton's it was voice. rushed, and that's like a last-minute shoot, and that's why it was in there. Yeah, it looked very like video game. It did not look MCU quality. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it had like that waxy sheen to it, right? Yeah, it did. That waxy. Like it needed sheen, another yeah. render pass or something on the lighting or the texture or the surface or something. Yeah, it definitely did not look um, realistic. If that's what they were going for, it definitely looked some. Yeah, it it stood out. It definitely was like, whoa, that's bad CGI. Yeah. Uh, um, it's nice that they finally did Pip the Troll. I don't need Pip the Troll in the MCU. Yeah, I don't. Pip the Troll felt like he should have been utilized in the Avengers Infinity War Endgame saga. Yeah, same with it, Eros. Yeah, same with Eros. So it's like again, it's like this this it's like if if all of a sudden Mephisto shows up, it's gonna be like again, but, you yeah, should have been using you. him earlier. Yeah. Like what are we doing? <laughs> like why, why are you bringing all these characters out on that his are important to be in the story? Are you going to do the Infinity War again? Like what's going on? Like are you guys, like what's the plan here? Because like Secret Invasion leading to Secret Wars, one of my guesses that they're planning on doing, obviously, right? So it's like, I, I, are you setting up for that? And you just need more cosmic elements? I don't know. It's a little off. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Uh, we, we'll, 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 we can move on, I guess. Oh, by the way, uh, Patton played Eric Koenig, and he was one of the uh, Koenig quintuplets in Agents of Shield. Yeah. He played all five brothers, all five identical brothers. I didn't realize there was what? five of them. Five of them, baby, kept going. They never stopped. Patton loved being on the show, apparently. I guess. Um. So speaking about Eternals, uh, I watching this movie was very clear to me that I was like watching Marvel's Justice League. Like it felt like that. Like you had like the Flash, right? You oh, had yeah, yeah. you know totally. uh, you had a super, Superman. You had a Superman, you had a Flash. Yep. I, I mean all the other characters are kind of like all like, you know, have variations of superpowers of things that you know that that so work. Like you can play like with them all, but like it had that feel of like the, the group dynamic of superhero gods. It just what what bothered me somewhat was just like outside of Icarus, it seemed like almost nobody could take down a deviant by themselves. Like I don't think uh, Makari Kingo kind of could, or I guess not. He could of, only stop him a little bit. He could bit. kind of slow him down. Like could Cersei really? I mean, she eventually did when she turned that one into a tree, but she didn't know she could do that. And like that there was, was a weird thing. Like Makari, what was she? What is she gonna do? Just run? She kept like running and saving people and getting them out of the way, but she wasn't ever like fighting them. Gilgamesh kind of could. He was big and strong. Yep, that's true. Athena could because she had the weapons. 
But well, there's ten of them, right? And there's ten. There's ten Eternals. Sprite, and there's, but Sprite couldn't take them out. She just had like Loki power. Right. Yes. There were ten Eternals. Five were like magic, right? And then five were superpowers. Like warriors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it, it it was like to that extent that they were utilized. But yeah, it, you're right. Like it was like Thena and Icarus were the only two that could really stop. Yeah. Or and, and also Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Those were the yeah. those were the three that could actually stop a deviant. Makari was mostly used to save people. Save people. Kingo was mostly used to keep him at bay so someone right. else could kill him. Yes, slow him down. And then everyone else was like, you know, using their brain or something or building machinery yeah, like Fastos Cer- or some shit. Cersei, yeah, like what's Fastos going to do against a deviant? <laughs> Nothing, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, but then he does a pretty good job with Icarus, right? In 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 the end. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. He he builds that like the uh, machine him. that like starts sucking his uh, celestial power out of him. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I kind of liked Fastos. Fastos felt like to me like if Fastos like this uh, uh, the machine god right the or the the being that brought yeah you know the engineer whatever technology yeah t- exactly to the like, humans and all that stuff. His form of technology and the way he utilized technology was so reminiscent of Tony Stark using holograms. That I was like, oh my god, that's so great that, like, of course, Fastos, his inspiration and his, like, you know, influence on mankind, it would be something that Tony would glean so quickly, right? Immediately. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, oh yeah, that's how I'm gonna, but like, Tony doesn't even know where it's coming from, right? He's being, like, you know, whispered in the ear in ways, right? He hasn't even realized from Fastos, and he, like, built things out. Like, so it felt like when Fastos was doing all that shit, like holograms, but it was like his celestial fucking tech. Yeah, totally reminded me of, oh, of totally Tony did. doing the hologram especially, shit. Yeah, especially the first Iron Man when he's building the suit and everything. In the, Iron the Man Two, when he's just in there doing like the big like uh, yeah yeah, he's opening up the the fucking element that he uses from yeah. the his the dad's tri- uh, Stark element. Expo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I guess okay. That leads me to one of my other questions I had was just okay. So so Eternals can are not supposed to interfere with human. Like culture, right? But they give them technology, but they can't save them from Thanos. Or I mean, and again, Thanos is like wiping out half of not all, not just intelligent life, but all life. No, he had to supply tech to allow them to get to a point where they could be able to re- reproduce enough to be able to bring yeah, out but the it celestial. Seems like by the twentieth century, they'd probably be fine. You could probably... No, that's why, and he did, and he stopped then too, right? Uh, he well, stopped he, in 1945. Well, well, he stopped it after the yeah a bomb. Um, yep. But then, like, why wouldn't they stop? Why they brush on it very quickly in the beginning of the movie? But why wouldn't they help them when Thanos is trying to wipe out half of the population or half of all life, including the intelligent life? Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't the Eternals want to stop them? Isn't their whole plan and goal to keep intelligent life? They're only instructed to fight deviants. It's just weird. I didn't quite right, because they don't fight. They fight nothing else in the movie other than deviants. They never. There's nothing. No other. They never stop a crime. Right. They never stop no. a mugging. They don't. They don't do anything other than just fight deviants. But that's for the sake of continuing the growth of the intelligent life on the planet, right? So according to the Celestials, right? Right. So it's just like if Thanos is going to wipe out half of the intelligent life, mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't that be considered a threat that they should try to interfere with and stop? Maybe know. the Celestials didn't know. They just had no idea. They didn't know what Thanos, Thanos was, doing was up that to. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, he's, no, even though he's done this on several other planets, which we show when he finds Gamora and stuff like he's going around he's killing. He's messing these. around. He's yeah. just doing the mess around. 
He's just doing the mess around. All right. He's just doing the mess around. <laughs> All right. Mess around. Oh, my God. I'm watching that soon, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that fucking movie for Thanksgiving. That's the perfect Thanksgiving movie. Do 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 do. He's just playing on the dashboard. dashboard. (laughs) Not driving the car at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) Trying to take his jacket off and he gets caught in his (laughs) seatbelt. Yeah, well, classic. Love that movie. Oh, speaking of Justice League, by the way, Chloe Zhao said she was actually inspired by Superman. Uh, She calls him Ubermensk, right? Uber, uh, the Uberman or whatever the fuck, but yeah. she said she was specifically uh, inspired by Zack Snyder's take on uh, Superman, Man of Steel, for Icarus in this film. Well, yeah, Icarus clearly is a... It, uh, hold on. I'm going to dive into that a little deeper. They actually reference Superman in this movie. They do. The capes, which, the yeah, lasers. The kid says, you know, says something about Superman. He says so, Superman, yeah, he name yeah, checks. He, he says na- Superman. So the, obviously the comic book character of Superman, mm-hmm. the fictional character, lives in this world. As a right, comic, the, yes, as, you know, as not, a pop culture yeah, as a pop character. culture thing. Not, an act, not actually Superman, not Kal-El, right. not Superman himself, but yeah. Funny enough, in Ultimates, which is what the MCU kind of started a little bit based on the Ultimates fran- uh, 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 comic book franchise or yeah. from Marvel, um, the uh, Ultimates actually has a scene at a ball where a man who looks a lot like a lot like Clark Kent shows up with a woman that looks a lot like Lois Lane and they have a conversation for a second um, about being uh, there for um, uh, a story and it's definitely supposed to be Superman and Lois Lane in the Ultimates Interesting. so it's kind of there's a, that, that, I mean Marvel has definitely had a history of referencing Superman and Lois and shit in their in their comics not to mention the crossovers between obviously Marvel and DC but it was yeah. um it's fun cuz like you'd have to assume then like that Kevin Feige's uh favorite thing in the world comic book wise movie wise is uh Superman uh the movie Christopher Reeve right and he makes apparently the creatives involved in a film in a Marvel cinematic universe film have to watch Richard Donner's Superman film, which is a great and film, th- they have to watch it before they do anything. It, it's it's required viewing, and you'd have to imagine that in this Eternals film, when this boy is referencing Superman, directly name checking him and everything, that he's that this Christopher Reeve Superman, Richard Donner Superman film, Marlon Brando Superman film, exists in this world. And I think, isn't it actually? Wait, isn't it on uh, uh, Cap's list? In Winter Soldier to see Superman? I don't I'll double rem- check. I don't remember. I know his list changes for uh, different countries. D- different countries, right. I Oh, yeah. I, I'm wondering if I saw it maybe in a different country. But, I, God, I can swear. I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the list. I don't I don't recall it being on the list. I don't I don't remember a lot of the things on the list, but. Let's see. I got the list right here. I thought, I he, had Star Tre- I thought he had Star Trek on the list, not. Or maybe Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, no, wait, wait. He has Star Wars crossed off. Hang on. And then it says Trek next to it. Uh, Here's the list. I Love Lucy, Moon Landing, Berlin Wall, Up and Down, Steve Jobs, Apple, Disco, Thai Food, Star Wars crossed off, Trek, Nirvana, Band, Rocky, Rocky 2, question mark, and Trouble Man soundtrack. Superman is not on that list. Maybe it's in another country. I saw it from that. Star Wars. He, I think he saw Star Wars, right? That's what yeah. he's doing. He's like, I saw that one moving on track. Um, 
but yeah, I like to think that like yeah, Christopher you know Reeves, Christopher Reeves Superman film or D- Richard Donner's R- Superman yeah, film so. is in this uh, universe now, or at least the character of Superman as a pop culture. Yeah, uh, I know, but I'm just character. saying because Kevin Feige is such a huge fan of yeah, it. Yeah. it, it you know, maybe that's what it's referencing. Yeah. Um, All right, but you but, said, yeah. but you were saying that um, the director of Eternals was actually uh, referencing, kind of inspired by Man of Steel or uh, yes. Zack Snyder's take on Superman for yep. Icarus, who obviously Icarus is very much a Superman kind of level character. What do uh, you think of this Superman character? Uh, I mean, as a Superman to- character. As like as like the like as powers of Superman and the and the the shots um, of him flying funny, and using his laser eyes. I thought they did a, good, a pretty good job of showing him flying and stuff like that. Um, there were a couple of follow shots where their cameras following right behind yeah, Icarus, I and I that. thought of you immediately because yeah, I, I know that. you love your Superman follow I love shots. Those, I love those like you know right on the heels of Superman flying mm-hmm. shots. Um, and they had that when he's going like did. through the sky and into they the trees. They did have a couple of those that were good in the Amazon. I think when he fights the the yeah. deviants there. There's a few of them. Uh, obviously, he is heavy with the eye lasers. Um, oh my god! Yeah, seem, he loves those. It doesn't seem like he has Superman's kind of like strength. Uh, I mean, he's no. strong, but he's not like he's strong, but maybe not that level. But not right. like Superman level strong. Uh, obviously, the eye lasers are, and the flying are like the big powers he has. Um, I don't think he has like frozen breath or anything, no. Or C- he is super or, or strong. Or he he's just s- not Superman strong, right? Yeah, You're, yeah. Like he is super strong in this fucking movie. Yeah, I know. He's got. I think Gilgamesh is supposed to be the the muscle. The strongest. Yeah, he's the strongest one. He's your kind of Hulk or whatever. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think I thought Icarus as a character was pretty wooden and kind of boring, but which is kind of supposed to be the point, I think. By the I, end of the movie, you realize I that. I guess so. Yeah, um, and we can kind of get into the twist with Icarus at the end if you want. Sure. Um, what did you think of him? I mean, you sound like you sort of predicted <coughs> from partially through the movie based on the trailers you had seen that he was going to be the one who killed Ajax. Right, yep. I was a little more surprised by the twist, but I wasn't exactly like, wow, that was great twist, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you. bless me. Woo. Uh, Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was... I guess it was pretty predictable that one of them was going to turn and be like the bad guy. And why wouldn't it be Icarus? I thought it was going to be Angelina Jolie. I'm watching all the marketing material and I kept thinking to myself, oh, Angelina Jolie, she's obviously like working with the deviants and it's some kind of, you know, double cross she'll do on the team and she'll turn out to be the bad guy. I, w- I was convinced there was a bad eternal the- and it was Angelina. Because in the trailer when she has that face to face shot with. Uh- yep, with Crow. Yeah, crow. Absolutely, that's uh-huh. exactly right. Yeah, that was the moment that I I was like I was like okay, this might be actually more of a of a love moment, and maybe she's like oh I, I I'll work with you, but I don't love you, and he's like I love you. He's like but that's not what that moment is at all. Obviously no. in the movie, no, it's not. It. Yeah, I was a little shocked it was Icarus. Um, when I saw Ajax dead. At the very beginning of the movie, yeah, and I went time. oh my god, so Icarus killed her. That's a nice twist, but like. I know I'm catching this way before you want me to. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you should never have shown that sequence in the trailer. It's literally what gave it away. Yeah, them sitting on the porch. Right, sitting on the porch in Wyoming or wherever the hell they were, Montana. I think it was North Dakota or something. It doesn't matter. North Dakota. Uh, Yeah. That it, it, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, we're either going to get a flashback or she's not dead. 
or that whole right. scene is not in this movie for some reason, but they put it in the trailer. But uh, obviously it was a flashback and it led to the twist that Icarus was going to betray Ajax. So I guess Ajax develops a conscience. Is that it? And she wants to now save humanity and stop the emergence. And Icarus is like, no, we have to stick to the plan and kill them all. And, you know, they all have to die and, and we have to have this new celestial be born. Mm-hmm. And he wants to stick to the plan. Um, so then he turns on the Eternals, where he's basically going to try to kill them all. So, Ajax? Well, no, uh, Icarus is going to turn them, turns on the Eternals. He's already killed. Right, right, right. He's already killed Ajax. He's now going to kill the rest of them, or try, mm-hmm. or. Uh, and I didn't understand. Or no, he was not going to kill them. He was just going to allow the events to take place and. and- yeah, which would, no, yeah, would, it wouldn't necessarily the kill them. They would just kind of, you know, do what they've done many, many times. I kind of like that. Like some of the Eternals, like agreed with him. Like I like how King goes, like I agree actually with Icarus, but I'm not going to fight. I don't want to hurt you guys. And then I liked how Sprite was like, I agree with Icarus, and I want to fuck him. Like I, I actually thought that was interesting too. Like how some of the Eternals banded with him, and they took Gilgamesh out of the equation before those that moment occurred really yeah so he he couldn't make a you know pick a side either no he was already out of the picture uh i thought that was interesting though that sprite obviously she had a you know romantic interest in in icarus but i thought it was interesting how she was like yeah i'm just gonna join you and yeah if these uh if the other eternals get in the way i'll just fight them and try to kill them and then like by the end of the movie she's like oh well we stopped it we're cool right I didn't. I mean, I know I just tried to kill all of you guys, but I know like, yep. it was just like they quickly were like, "That's yeah, okay, Sprite. You're little. We're in cute, so we'll just forgive yep. you." <laughs> was like, Even what? though you're like the same age as us, and you're just you're, you're obviously evil. You like you were going to kill us. Like you just stabbed me. I'm Cersei. You stabbed me. Yeah, you stabbed but, but, me. Guess what? But guess what, Sprite? Do you want me to make you immortal? Because I have a little, or immortal because I have a little bit of power left, celestial power left. And Sprite's like, "Yeah, sure, do it. Make me mortal." Cersei should have made her mortal. And then stabbed her. Yeah, and immediately <laughs> like, killed her. Be like, "Fuck you, bitch." Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was like, I like that. Like these characters are supposed to be so, like taking the high road, and like they're like that, like you know, level of beings that they're so much better than everyone else that like they can forgive, and they're not even real. Like they're synthetic. So like, what the fuck do they even care? I, I didn't mind that, but it, it was it was very interesting that, like, you know, Cersei was so forgiving of Sprite, who literally just stabbed, stabbed her, her, like, maybe five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, it was weird. You know? Um, but, like, also, I'm also, like, wondering now, if, like, what, now that Cersei knows all this stuff, like, does she even, like, look at herself as a life force anymore, as a life form? Or is she just kind of like, whatever? Like, does she fall back in love with Dane? Because it feels like she was, like, about to break up with Dane. And then Dane was all like, "Hey, I want to tell you actually I tell I got, you like, this family history." Yeah. Before Arishem showed up, but like I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, this kind of feels like this is this is ending." I kind of like the inclusion of Dane Whitman at, as a bookend of the film. It was a nice way to kind of like show the humanity that she had felt that by that point. Yeah, but like you said, it kind of seemed like she was going to break up with him. Like, yep. yeah. Oh yeah, because she's like, "I'm not real anymore." I didn't realize I was not real. Yeah, you're just going to die, and I'm going to live. Way, yeah, way for... longer than you. That um, was kind of what Sprite was saying to her too, right? She's like, you got to talk to him, right? You got to say something. Like, you can't yeah. just keep doing this. Right, right. Well, I guess now Sprite's going to grow old and die. Can you imagine falling in love with Gemma Chan or Selma Hayek and, and, or Angelina Jolie, but not so much Angelina today, I guess. And, like, 
even Makari, honestly, uh, uh, Lauren Ridloff, and like just having them like locked in that gorgeous, beautiful age, like forever. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, dude, oh we god. haven't talked at all about Makari. I I loved Makari, I and awesome. I loved her ASL. Yeah, I loved Makari. She was great in this movie. I think Were you following kinda, along with all her her because you actually know some American Sign Language? I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could follow a bit what she was saying. Sure. I mean, I had the subtitles. I did read them. But, was it pretty close? Yeah. She she you know sometimes you read she it. Is, and she she is actually knows the language. She actually she is a a deaf actor, so <laughs> she. No, I know. No, I don't mean her, but I mean like, were they doing like, like like, you know, sometimes people they modify subtitles a little bit. To be oh, a they do bit more sometimes. Like, this is this is what they meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that you know? me, I, there may have been a moment I may be thinking of a different movie but yeah th that does happen a lot when I'm wa watching sign language on screen I'm like that's th the subtitles are not saying exactly what that says it's a little right. bit fudged um, have you ever heard of the movie The Tribe? no um, I think it's uh, oof um, fuck it might be Ukrainian it's um I'll look it up real quick. It's it's called the tribe. It's an entire film uh, done in sign language. Um, there it is. There's no speaking. It's about kids who go to like high school or whatever the fuck, and they go to like a dormitory style school, like a charter school, and it's all sign language. The whole school, everyone sign language. The whole movie sign language. So if you don't know sign language, you can follow the movie. You just have to like pay attention. But if you know sign language, then you're you're getting all the all the information that's out there. No subtitles whatsoever. Really? Let me look it up. The tribe, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm not that good with sign language, but Well no, but it's not designed for people to be able to actually know sign language, um to be able to follow the movie. Like you you'll understand it from watching like, you know, the people like beat each other up and the bullies and all that shit. Yeah, it's called the tribe. It's Ukrainian crime drama. Um, and it is set in a boarding school for the deaf teenage students where a novice scholar is drawn into an institutional system of organized crime involving robbery and prostitution. So he crosses cool. a dangerous line when he falls for one of the girls to whom he's assigned a pimp. This film is entirely in Ukrainian sign language with no subtitles. It's supposed I've to be really good. Uh, let's see if they have a Rotten Tomato on it. Uh, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there you go. I did see The Sound of Metal, which has a lot of sign language in it. Cause it's all, all about a guy losing his hearing. Oh, really? Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Starring Riot from Venom 1. Yeah, Riz Ahmad. He's great. Riz Ahmad. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, so. Really? What's your favorite thing he's done? Rogue One? Rogue One's up there. Uh, I, love, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. the first time I was introduced to him was The Night Of, which is, if you haven't seen that, it was great. Uh, I think it was Nightcrawler for me. Is he a Nightcrawler? What's Night? Wait, I, that's the, ja uh, the Jack Jack Gyllenhaal. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, I think he's like his friend. Like, oh, yeah, uh, doesn't he die in that movie or some shit? Oh, uh, maybe spoilers. I don't know. I saw that a long time ago. I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought I thought uh, I thought Riz Riz is in that, and I thought he uh, passed away in that movie. I might be wrong. R.I.P. Riz. No, no, no. He's not uh, in real life. <laughs> Poor Riz. No, no I got, he's fine. Why is Wikipedia? You know, I can't say about Wikipedia because I'm looking this up right now. Why the fuck does Wikipedia have like something like Jake Jake Gyllenhaal? And it's like, hey, do you want like Jake Gyllenhaal Wikipedia? And you're like, yeah. And you're like scrolling for his movies. And you're like, oh no, you want his movies? You're gonna have to click on Jake Gyllenhaal filmography Wikipedia. 
Because that's where his movies are, and you're, and it's kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Why like, would that be separate? He, he doesn't have that many movies where he needs another Wikipedia just for his fucking movies. Yes, one. Just All right, so Nightcrawler, him. Riz Ahmed is in that. He played the character Rick. Ooh. And let's find out what happens to the character Rick. So it looks like the gunman is real to be alive as he shoots Rick, flees, and is killed by the arriving police force as Rick lies dying. Lou films. Oh, by the way, spoilers alert for Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's been out Sorry. for a while. Yeah, it's been out since 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been time. Anyways, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is, is there when uh, uh, Riz Ahmed dies in that movie. By the way, check out Tribe. Also, <laughs> Tribe, also from 2014. Hey, there you go. Winning, yeah, winning. Not, um, not too bad. So, all right. So cool. um, who have we not uh, talked about we, yet? Oh, wait, we, I got something to say. We were talking about Makari. It's how we got on a little sign language spinoff. Makari was totally the Flash. Uh, we were getting speed running again. It did not feel like Marvel's Quicksilver, MCU Quicksilver. No, and it I was kind of, I was kind of like waiting. The Flash. I was kind of waiting for that uh, kind of Justice League Flash moment where like everything slows down and and she's still kind yeah. of moving quick. I was kind of waiting for that, especially during the climax when she was fighting, helping fight Icarus. But they didn't do that. Yeah, well, uh, they just showed MCU her zipping. just doesn't know what to do with people running, like with speed running, right? They're like, like even with Quicksilver, they didn't really know what to do with him to the point where they killed him off in the same movie they introduced him practically. Yeah. No, they obviously didn't know what to do with Quicksilver. I think they did a better job with Makari as far as this, her being a speedster. But what does she do? She, she just saved people, and she, she found where the uh, emergence was going to be, right? Like, she was able to run around the world yeah, fast around until the world she found until that. she found something suspicious, which was a volcano erupting. Mm-hmm. Um, but she yeah, was still, so she was suspicious. still a really cool character. She was. And I, I thought I, I liked I – liked, um, the way she was utilized, but I also like the way other characters like spoke with her, not just in like a sign language, but the way they like kind of like everyone kind of had that bond. I also liked how like you saw people coupling, like Druig and Makari were like a pair clearly, yeah, yeah. and like when they finally saw each other again, they were like immediately like back in it, like they never left each other, and everyone's all like, "What the hell? Like this is a thing? Like they're together?" And it's like it's something that if you're paying attention earlier in the film. You realize that there is a connection between yeah. those two already. Yeah. So it's not it's not new to you as an audience member, but it's kind of fun that they play it that way. Um, and I like Druig a lot too. I thought Druig was going to be bad guy possibly too. I was surprised that he wasn't. I I, I was surprised there was never a turn with Druig to be honest. No, I mean he kind of it's very Kyogen though. I think he, he just looks of, evil. Yeah, he kind of just defected and was like, eh, I'm just gonna peace out and do my own thing and mm -hmm. take over all these people's minds in the Amazon and. Have them be my slaves, I guess. I don't know. He kind of did the fucked up thing that Wanda was like doing. Yeah, just took over this whole tribe of yeah. people and control. But he was them. never seen as evil. Yeah, was he wasn't he? doing like evil things with it, so to speak, other than just actually taking over their mind. But <laughs> yeah, just making a new murderer not be a murderer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. it's a little weird. He's castrating them essentially. Yeah, you can't do whatever it is you really want to do if you want to murder. I want to murder. I really want to. No. Druk won't let me. God damn it. Um, you, I thought Barry Keoghan was probably the weakest actor in out of all the actors. There was that moment uh, when Aztec's culture and, uh, and society is falling to the ground and the Spaniards are coming through and just wiping everything yeah, the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and they just finished killing the last deviants, as so they thought. 
And Barry Keoghan's like Druig is like upset, right? And he's like he's like screaming at them. He's like, I don't want to do it. And it felt like, oh, oof. Yeah, you're not really like bringing it right now. And he's in a scene with like major hitters, like super fucking star from South Korea, Don Lee and Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek, Game of Thrones, Richard Madden, uh, fucking Crazy Rich Asians, uh, uh, or even Captain Marvel's Gemma Chan. And like he's there, Kumail Nanjiani's there, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like, oh, oh, they are, and you can just feel all these actors like, you're doing a good job, Barry, keep it up, <laughs> and it's like not working, like it's not, it's not selling the scene. That was probably the weakest moment in the whole film. Other than that, I thought the acting in the movie was fucking fantastic. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was it was well acted. I don't know, I just I had problems with this movie. It's just too many characters. I didn't care about anybody. There's too many rules. Oh, we can inter- we can interfere with humans as long as there's deviants. You didn't care about Cersei? Well, I cared about Gemma Chan. But not yes, Cersei. I didn't want Gemma to get hurt. I liked the character of Cersei. So, also, I thought it was nice to have this movie, because she's clearly the lead. When Going into this film, I yeah. really didn't know who was going to be the lead. I thought maybe Icarus, because that's my unconscious bias. But um, I, I was looking at this movie, watching it through, going, fuck, man. Gemma Chance Cersei is the main character. She's clearly the protagonist of this film. I love yeah. that our protagonist isn't like a fucking muscle bound hero. Like it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, Captain Marvel or Doctor Strange or or an Avenger. Like this person isn't like built around their their strength level of power. Doctor Strange is Strength level powers, obviously, and his magical power and prowess. Captain Marvel and her ability to go go binary, right? And then you have like the Avengers with all their actual like muscles, like real muscles, other than like you know Mjolnir with Thor and 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 Tony Stark's suit. But then this was like Cersei was just kind of like, oh yeah, she just kind of has to like figure shit out, you know, like on her own. And she's all she has the ability to do is kind of like change like the elements of shit a little bit. Like it wasn't even clear. She wasn't even clear. After all these like thousands and thousands of years, she was still not even clear what her powers could accomplish, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh my god, I just I turned this one deviant into a tree. I had no fucking clue. And like that's supposed to be amazing. And like this is like so scaled down compared to like all these other heroes we've had in the Marvel so far. And so to have this be our protagonist was just truly a breath of fresh air to me. Like I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, I I love the idea I was following. Like, honestly, I love that I was following an Asian woman. Like, I just love that idea that we weren't, I wasn't following necessarily a white man. And then this is the stuff that I can't wait for Felk's opinion on. The only white man in this fucking movie has to kill himself because the world won't be his world anymore. Yeah. And so he kills I, that, himself that my, out of like guilt. That was one of my other questions here is like, so Icarus just decides <laughs> to kill himself? because of guilt yeah because he can't have it his way he kills himself and everyone's okay with it that's the other thing like you would think Cersei would have been heartbroken that Icarus just died she's kind of like oh that's too bad hey Sprite you want to become a human and Sprite's like oh yeah Icarus the man I loved he just died sure I'll be human like yeah, nobody, nobody cared, cared. Yeah, Icarus nobody cared. just died I just didn't understand why he did it. Was he just like, "Wow, I tried to do it things my way and it didn't he work out." He knew he couldn't stop it. And and what and so there's the moment where he's about to kill Gemma Chance, Cersei, and he doesn't. And he goes, "Oh fuck, you know what? I can't kill her. I love her too much. And because I love her too much, I can't 
be he's super android on this point right he's like because i can't i love her and i can't also live without following through with my protocol right you gotta follow proto so because of that he's like fuck it, i gotta kill myself so he's superman all-star supermans yeah, all, fucking supermans. all the way to the sun and kills himself isn't that fu- yeah funny too it's like he's obviously he's obviously playing superman but then he kills himself by flying into the sun like all-star superman uh, like uh, yeah. like cancer Superman yeah. does, yeah. <laughs> like that's that was crazy. I remember thinking like, dude, they're straight up referencing All Star yeah, Superman yeah. right now. <laughs> I thought, thought the same thing. I was like, so they're like really just leaning into like he's Superman. With this yeah, they All-Star were. Superman they really reference. were. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I didn't understand. I, again, that. I like their that Superman. Was, was I like the visual style of Superman. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. What do you think of Chloe Zhao's take on on like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of doing longer shots and shooting more within actual environments instead of like trying to do it all in Atlanta backlots or in, in like at yeah. Pinewood Studios they in London? They obviously had a lot of sets or or different locations. Uh, oh yeah, for which sure. Was great. Yeah. I'm glad they actually did that. You could tell they actually did travel for this movie. Um, I felt like the Amazon was probably just the Fox Forest, but. Yeah, that that one, the, the Amazon felt like they were on a set. For yeah. sure, I agree with that. Um, but a lot of them felt like they were actually on set somewhere. Obviously, uh, during the whole climax on that volcano or something, they obviously were somewhere. Uh, they were at Easter Island for something, because I remember they filmed at Easter Island. But, like, I thought to myself, like, oh, so it's probably going to, like, reference Easter Island. Knowing seeing, like, the, when the movie first was being filmed, like, the early stages of, like, production, one of their first, like, like uh, shots, uh, uh, paparazzi shots that got out there was the my Easter Island, and I'm like, dude, that's cool. Like they're gonna explain probably Easter Island and what and what happened there, and then like, nope. I I don't know which scene was shot at Easter Island, the beginning sequence when they first come across like Ancient Man, or the ending where they're battling on the beaches. It was one of the beaches. Yeah, it had to be a beach, or uh-huh. was it the beach they fucked on? Like I don't know. Like maybe who knows? What do you think of the fucking? Oh my, we gotta get into the fucking. First of all. First of all, the IMAX version, you could see more fucking. And I'm not joking. Oh, yeah. You can see everything. You could see penetration. Yeah, you see the Here. thrusting. Oh, yeah. You see him just this pushing, is literally, in pushing in. This is what IMDb's parents' guide says for Eternals. A man lies on a woman, and they passionately kiss naked on a beach with a few thrusts. They are visible from the upper chest up. In IMAX... Half breasts, vulva, and buttocks are visible. They were. Whoa. They were. <laughs> it was crazy in IMAX. I was like, what? I'm getting it all. I'm oh, seeing yeah. it all, baby. Oh, yeah. It was they were, hard. They were fucking. That was great. Yeah. I, as, soon, as soon as I saw that movie, I came home, and I was like, yeah. Hey, babe. I don't know if the kids can see this one just yet. This might be one of those Marvel films they wait a bit on. Because the fuck it was a, it was thrusting. steamy. It's really quick though. It's just a couple seconds. Oh yeah, but knowing my kids, they will just rewind it. Fifteen seconds back. Fifteen seconds back. Fifteen seconds back. Oh, yeah. They'll have that down. Oh my god, check it and out. Then, okay, let's talk about sex scenes though in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We kind of touched upon it um, in our entire uh, MCU phases one through three spoiler cast we just did with you, but Felk didn't believe this was like a real thing. He thought I was joking. Um, this is obviously a real thing, but let's and we kind of talked about Marvel Cinematic Universe sex scenes, but let's get into some more. So this is the official one, right? Actual on-screen thrusts, actual on-screen nudity, except not really nipples and everything. Yeah. Um, 
But what is your, other than this, what is your favorite MCU sex scene? Now, let's think of them all first. We do, as Felk pointed out last time, we have Iron Man, right? First one where uh, Leslie yeah, Bibb and yeah. Robert Downey Jr. get it on. They fall off the bed, and, and we don't see them on the other side of the bed, but that's when the penetration starts. Yep. We have the Incredible Hulk where he starts to penetrate into uh, Liv Tyler, uh, uh, Edward Norton does. Yes, um, And then because of that, he gets uh, too hard, and he has to stop because he might become Hulk. Now, keep in mind, these are all like don't look now, right? Or don't look back or whatever it's called. Like, th- this is – or don't look now. Like, this is all real penetration. Like, these are real sex scenes, okay? Oh, yeah. Like Donald Sutherland banging. Like, this oh, is yeah. real. What other sex scenes do we have in Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is there anything – let's go through it real quick. Nothing in Iron Man 2, right? I don't think so. Nothing in the Avengers. No. Nothing in Captain America, the first Avenger. Iron Man 3, we have Tony and Pepper in bed. And then the suit, controlled by Jarvis slash Ultron, jumps on top of Pepper. Yeah, he's about to rape. That's a post-fuck scene. Oh yeah, that's only post fuck, but you don't actually see the fuck. We don't, but but that that's a, that's a, at least a sex scene, right? So yeah, that's fine. one sex scene. You so skip no, right, three you sex scenes. Skip Thor, but there was nothing there. Oh yeah, Thor. Yeah, oh, there's nothing there. That's right. No, nothing in Dark World. Nothing in Dark World. Winter Soldier. No. We 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 he talks about how uh, Black Widow fucks though. Yeah. Sammy DJ talks about that. So that's four. So we can assume she's fucked people now. Oh, she's fucked. So we can fucked. start oh, thinking yeah, about it. Oh, Widow's fucking. Okay. So these aren't sex scenes, but we're talking about, like, essentially sex scene referencing. Yes, yeah, sex reference. So we've got four sex scene referencing so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on, Guardians. Oh, definite sex scene there. Oh, yeah. With the Right? The the alien girl, M- Mirka, M- Mika, whatever her name was, something like that. She was, uh, she was like, bang- banged out by Star-Lord. Yeah. Right, that was Absolutely. real penetration again. Oh yeah, definitely deep. Then there's Age of Ultron, where there's almost a sex scene with ScarJo and Bruce Banner because literally she's like, "Oh, dude, the hot water's out," or oh, no, yeah, he's yeah. like that, and she's like, "Oh, I should have jumped in there with you and banged you out." Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's not a sex scene, but, but it's kind of something. They talk about it. Yeah, yeah, they talk about it. Like they would have. They would have banged if they weren't at the uh, at the Jeremy Renner household. They would have done it. It's true. The Barton House. Okay, what's after that? We got Ant-Man. No banging there. No banging. Oh, no. In fact, we see that Hank, not Hank, Hope and uh, Scott are kissing. Like kiss? Because they go and bang afterwards. Okay. So that's seven. Nice. Okay. Then after Ant-Man is Winter Soldier. Oh, no. uh, Civil War. I feel like Civil War, Sharon was about to bang the shit out of Steve at the yeah, elevator there was, there was gonna be something there and then she and then she was about to bang him again at the, at the bug at the uh, VW bug yeah that's what I was thinking she was so that's to, eight yeah then what else we have lots of Ragnarok fun. there's definitely like, sex scenes there I feel there. like there's gotta be sex scenes in there Hulk was banging people there he had groupies oh yeah uh volume two Guardians was there sex scene in that Oh yeah, Howard the Duck was banging Yondu. Yondu literally finished banging that that, that yellow robot prostitute. Yeah, yes, he is. Yes, that's actually a real that, one. That really that is real penetration there. He's putting his shirt on. Right. He's he, like he just finished banging that prostitute. That android. So that's ten. Oh yeah, that could be that's, that could be the best one. 
That's ten, but that yeah, that might be the five out of five penetrations right there. Oh yeah. Okay, so okay, so volume two. Okay, so that's ten. We're at ten. We're at ten sex scenes, roughly referenced ish. Okay, um, nothing in Doctor Strange. No. Um, what else? We got Thor Ragnarok. We already talked about Spider Man. Nothing far from home, and nothing in Homecoming. Ant Man and the Wasp. Anything there? I don't think so. Nothing in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, Far From Home has the kind of the reference of that Spider's uh, Peter's naked in the in the bathroom with that one girl, and Brad Davis keeps taking photos of him, and they're all like, "Brad, stop taking photos of people naked in bathrooms." Yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know if we count that yet, but that's something. Anyways, um, Black Panther, nothing. No. Right. Um, so. Captain Marvel, nothing. No. Infinity War. Nothing? No. Uh, 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 Wanda and Vision just finished fucking. Was that Infinity War or was that Civil War? That's Infinity War in Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They did just That's fuck. 11. They totally just fucked. That's 11. Yeah, they totally did. She's like wearing his shirt or something, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. She's okay, just so getting, that's 11. She's getting up and stretching. Yeah, she's like, oh. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Shang-Chi, there's no fucking, right? Wait, Even do- though Katie and Shang probably fucked. They, we don't know. Not, I mean, it's plutonic. I think so, yeah. Uh, wait, did we say Endgame? Endgame, there's no fucking Endgame, right? No. No, I get I mean I guess Pepper had a baby, so they must have fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was something there. So that's twelve. Oh no, no, actually they made the baby in Iron Man three. That's probably what it was. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and she's just been pregnant for a while. The whole time. Yeah, for years. Yeah, for um, years and years. Uh, so is that it? Do we miss one? Black Widow? There's no fucking Black Widow, right? Well no, they don't even have parts. Penises in that movie. No penis. There's no penis in that movie. Um, <laughs> wait, then, is that it? And then obviously Eternals. There's the beach. And then so so Marvel teased us twelve times with fucking. And then gave us the the whole show. And then gave us the whole show. Yeah, and if you saw an IMAX, you saw vulva. According to IMDb, and I agree, you saw buttocks. Oh, you saw buttocks. And you saw half breasts. Yeah. And, and oh so yeah. So the question: I, I, What's your favorite besides the beach? Yeah, so what's your favorite besides Eternals now? And that we've gone through all of those. I, I, I'll go first because uh, I'm the guest here. Um, Yondu and Guardians yeah, 2. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either Yondu or it's Hulk on, on Sakaar. Just all the groupies. Plowing. Oh, yeah. Just, just plowing Sakaar and ass. through having massive Ugh. orgies. Yeah. Do you think the Grandmaster sucked off Hulk? I think he sucked off everyone. Do you think he rimmed Hulk? Oh, yeah, only Hulk, though. See, the problem is if... I think if... Hulk rimmed him. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. With a big old Hulk tongue. Yeah. He got, Hulking out he, on him. He got in there. I don't want to ever be in Hulk's butt cheeks, because I would worry that if, like, he felt good and he tightened up or whatever... No, yeah, you're, you're done. You're gone. You're dead. You're either... You're, you're losing Your face that, is squeezed Yeah, you're losing that death. appendage, yeah. Yeah, or your dick is gone forever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's paralyzed. My dick is paralyzed. It's gone. Um. All right. Uh, uh, did you notice though? <laughs> I couldn't yeah. help but I started laughing when the credits rolled. They're playing "Feels Like the First Time" by Foreigner, and I was like, "This is Dude. the first time they have like a real legitimate sex scene." And then they play a song that's all about having sex for the first time as the cre- yeah. credit song. They also played um Pink Floyd "Time" for the MCU logo. They did, yeah. 
I was blown away by that. I'm like, oh my god, this is time. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. This is a, a great fucking song. I love Dark Side of the Moon. Isn't that from the Dark Side of the Moon? I'm that pretty is, sure it is. It is Dark Side. Yeah, dude, great. Oh yeah, like I love they time. Didn't, they didn't have all the clocks going off, but did they? I no, know. they they, 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 they scaled it back a bit. I think they sk- skipped that and then they just went right to the the slow. Do, 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 yeah, do, yeah. do. Take it away. Yeah. The moment standing on the side. But I was floored by the, like, their playing feels like the first time when, during the first movie where they actually show a sex scene. I know. Isn't that wild? That's funny. Feels like the first time. Right. By the way, when I, uh, I, I, uh, drove one of, uh, my, 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 uh, car, the new red one. Very first thing, very first song that ever played on the radio. Yeah. That song feels like yeah. the first time. I was blown away. Right. I have it. I've actually re- no, I have sent me the video. video. <laughs> I did? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Feels like the first. Oh, yeah. Ooh, great song. I love Foreigner. Oh, Foreigner yeah. is yeah. like by far one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, yeah. Every- my, my wife and I have a few very special Foreigner memories. Oh, yeah. Um, and Journey, do. too, of course. Love that Journey. Open arms, baby. Separate ways. Oh my God, all of those. Give it um, 70s. Let's talk rock. about music. This movie. What do you think about uh, the score? Did you find um, it noticeable? Like, no, do you remember it I as didn't a really Marvel care film? For the score. I mean, I, it didn't. It yeah, wasn't same. memorable, or or yep. wasn't memorable. Yeah. Who did the score for this? I can't even tell you. I, off the think, top of my I remember head. looking for it it in the credits, and it was some random. Uh, person I didn't oh, know. Oh, it's the Game of Thrones dude. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't recognize. It's Raman Jawaji or whatever. Yeah, I remember it was some weird name, and I was like, I don't know who that is. And the score was not. I specifically looked for that in the credits. I was like, who did the score for this? Because this was not an exciting score. He did Iron Man, I think, too. To be honest, I'm not sure if he did Iron Man too, but You're I know. He, I think that I, dung, 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 Yes, dung. yeah, the one that sounds like it's a really, really bad metal song. Right. It's just like yes, that's memorable, but it's not a good score. <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones was a, was, a, was an incredible oh, opening, thing that he did. Game of Thrones was um, great, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Game of Thrones was fantastic. Let me look and see what other Marvel films he know. did. Yeah, he did Iron Man, and he did guy. nothing else Marvel so far. He's taking a huge break from Marvel until Eternals. Yeah. Wow. He did the first Marvel and, the well, the most recent. Yeah, because yeah, after Iron Man, he did, did Open you, Season 2, like The it? Unborn. The score? Yeah. No, I didn't really. I don't really remember it much, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't. Um, that's why I, I, I was mentioning, like, you know, did, did you even like it? Because I don't really remember the score to this film yeah. very, very well. I mean, I remember they, they try to go like sci-fi y with it. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Uh, to, to a tad, yeah. but it just didn't. It didn't ring as anything I had. There's no Avengers score. You know what I mean? It didn't have that feel to it. Um, no, I thought even like, Captain America has a score. Yeah, and Sh- I like. Shang-Chi, I thought had a good score. It had like. Yeah, Shang-Chi had great music. Yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, this is a Game of Thrones reunion. It was. We literally had Kit Harrington and Richard Madden in it, and what was and they funny? They shared scenes. They shared scenes, and Kit Harrington lasted longer than Richard Madden did, just like in Game of Thrones. That's true. Kit Harrington is going to go on to be fucking Black Knight yeah. and have this great fucking Marvel like story throughout several films. Probably a Blade like fucking like uh, uh, buddy cop film he'll do with Blade. Meanwhile. Richard Madden gone dead just dead already gone just red wedding done that's it yeah they red wedding him in this as well they sun wedding him yeah um, um speaking- I thought that was funny I was like oh that's kind of nice they had that like, Game of Thrones reunion yeah, they and, were, then, they had, and then they even followed like the way they died they, yeah <laughs> they even had that scene together early on in the movie and I totally was like that's your 
adopted brother, <laughs> like, or yeah. I guess half brother or whatever. Half he is. brother, yeah. yeah. So. Oh no, it's a cousin in the end. For some spoiler yeah. alerts for I guess uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones soap opera twists. Um, oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier uh, the, the I, I I called this film refreshing and and cussing and thrusting. Yeah. Uh, for my five out of five boys, I think I've described why it's refreshing. It's it's a wonderful cast. It's it's some new cast members, people that I never would have thought of, you know, to like want to enjoy watching, like Lauren Riddleoff and Macari, Brian Tyree Henry's in a bunch of shit. As, but he's great as Fastos. I fucking loved him as Fastos. Um, Barry Keoghan again, someone like in Dunkirk and like Killing of a Sacred Deer and shit like that. He's 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 he's. He's outmatched by a lot of the other people in this film, but he's good too, other than a few moments. But he kind of brought a fun character, and I kind of like that he was like at at levels with like Professor X in a way, like kind of like gave us like a glimpse of how we might see Professor X utilized in the MCU. Gilgamesh, Don Lee, right, uh, and then we see Hayek, obviously Angelina Jolie. Uh, wonderful to get them in a film like this. Richard Madden, never thought I would see him again, yeah. <laughs> like honestly. And I love that they went back for Gemma Chan. Like, yeah, we used her in Captain Marvel's Minerva, but who gives a fuck? We'll use her again as Gemma, Gemma Chan Cersei. Um, who cares? But I, I I did find it refreshing. But the other thing was I felt like this MCU film was almost like a Fox Men level film when it came it to cussing. It did. Because there's a lot of cussing in this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they might say shit here and there in an Avengers film, but it's like used once or twice. Right. This movie, they said shit so many times. I looked it up on IMDb, and they said shit six times, apparently, or five times, but it felt like it was used more. Yeah, it did feel like that. it was more. But they said bitch, they said hell, they said damn, they threw middle fingers a bunch. And then they said, oh, God. And I was like, oh, no, don't you dare use the Lord's name like that. That's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Not an Eternals film. How dare you? An Eternals film that's already breaking already – any creative or uh, uh you know um lord six days made earth all that shit right you know what actually not necessarily they did stay away from that didn't they because when the eternal show up to earth mankind has already evolved into tribes and huts and shit so i guess you could technically be like oh yeah adam and eve took place already and yeah, then the yeah. Christians are like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for not ruining my fucking history. Yeah. My belief to, on... Yeah, see, that that would be limiting their audience. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to no. do that. Um, um, speaking of, of history, though, I called it back when Falcon and I first heard the news released on the MCU Phase 4, and they started listing out all the different movies and TV shows that are going to be in the MCU Phase 4. I don't remember when this was. This was hundreds of episodes ago. Um, I, w- I, I said, this is when we're going to finally be introduced to vampires in the MCU. And Falcon, I don't think, believed me. And What, Phase 4, you mean? No, no, Eternals. Okay. I said Eternals was the first time we were going to be introduced to vampire vampires in the MCU. Now I thought it was going to be more like a montage, and it would be like there's like vampires somehow involved, but it did end up being in the so end credits. This is well sequence. before they announced Blade. Uh, or you're saying I can't remember when they announced Blade. If, if they if they announced there was two different MCU Phase Four like yeah. drops, yeah, right? There they was, were like back yeah. to back. There was the first one. And then there was a second one. Blade was announced, I think, in the first one. But I said Eternals was where we were going to get that. 
I did not expect it to happen the way it happened. So when I saw the the final end credit scene, which you're talking about, yes, I, I had just started watching What If, so I thought that was uh, Jeffrey Wright's voice. I thought it was the Watcher. You're no. so racist. Oh, uh, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was Jeffrey Wright's voice, um, and I was like, wait, was that the Watcher? And was he interfering with what he was about to do? Isn't that the oh. whole, like? And I was like, what just happened there? But I, again, I was just I had just started watching what if so for whatever reason that was kind of in my my mindset uh, i didn't know until i looked it up later that that was not jeffrey wright's voice and not the watcher but in fact uh mahershala ali's uh voice in the character of blade well i mean you would have been a lot better uh or you would have made a lot better guess than some others uh some people I'm just looking this up online. Before it was announced it was Blade, I, I actually in theaters went, that's fucking Mahershala and that's Blade. I, I just noticed the voice. Um, but there are people that were like, hey, yeah, there's an off-screen uh, voice and it's probably uh, his uncle, Nathan Garrett, the previous Black Knight. And, you know, he, he probably doubts that his nephew can accept his destiny. This is from comicbookmovie.com. You know, it could also be Sir Percival's spirit or some shit. And it's like, nope, it was just Blade. But you guys clearly didn't know what the you know, Herschel Ali's voice was. And they, so they went even further wild. I would have said yeah. at least Jeffrey Wright felt on brand. These people are pulling out random fucking Black yeah, Knight characters, yeah. thinking that random Black Knight characters are entering the end of the Eternals film. At least Jeffrey Wright made way more sense. Than this fucking idiot thought. Well, yeah, well, like oh, I said. Oh, yeah, that's Nathan Garrett. Like, Who? Yeah, like, like I said, I just started watching What If, so I was like, I had, you know, had, had been hearing uh, Jeffrey Wright's voiceover voice for a while uh, in the Marvel. What If. Um, but yeah, that's exciting that we got a little tease of Blade, I guess, uh, indirectly, sort of. But Well, they didn't actually know who it was going to be in the end. They 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 were testing out voices. Even even uh, Mahershala didn't really know. Uh, uh, Kit Harrington said he found out like just like a week before the movie came out. He finally found out who was going to be the voice that was talking did, to him. Did he know the line? I guess. Yeah, I think he only knew the line. Yeah, they they were going to try Kane the Conqueror. What did they say like, "Are you sure you're ready for that?" Something. Oh fuck yeah! Something, what does he say? Something like that. Are you sure you're ready? Something like that. It is something to the effect of like, uh, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. And um, they they tried uh, Kane the Conqueror, so that so was been Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. They tried. Yeah. They tried Doctor Strange. And uh, and uh, with Benedict, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and they tried Captain America, Sam Wilson's Captain America. Oh, I was like, Chris. Evans. And then they settled on Blade. So obviously it means nothing, right? Because they could have gone with any of those four yeah, people. Yeah, could have been any one of them. If not one of those four people has a quality that connects any of them across the board, right? Like Doctor Strange and Kang, kind of in the sense that, like they're like, I mean, Kang is bouncing around time. They kind of turned that into you know the 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 sacred timeline, and that turned into the multiversal war. Doctor Strange is now dealing with the multiverse. Captain America, Sam Wilson, what? Blade, what? Like how do those ones connect? That even Doctor Strange yeah. and Kang the Conqueror. They don't at all. The only one that yeah that makes sense I guess is Kang or Doctor Strange because they could kind of suddenly appear. Yes, and maybe, but like and maybe know who this guy is. Uh, but keeping those names in there and then also adding in Captain America or maybe Blade, it's like wait, 
Why what's would Captain going America on? Like, be there? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, right. what, what is and the wh- point of this connection? And why is Blade there? But I guess we'll yeah. Who knows? We'll, find well people out. are making the assumption that um, Kit Harrington will pick up the ebony blade with all that fucking you know uh, black blood curse on yeah, it that you saw on it or whatever it is. Yeah, blood curse, I guess. And then when and then that that it'll be Kit Harrington and Mahershala Ali in the new Blade movie or some shit or whatever it is. Or they'll do a Disney Plus show together. Oh boy. But can't, like, can't it, just have Blade be in it. You gotta have a white guy. <laughs> you gotta have Kid Harrington. You gotta have him. Gotta have your white dude with you. It is interesting, right? That like, like whose name? I feel Black like just Knight. do Blade. Why? <laughs> why do you need to like tie in the Black Knight into this? Like, just it, it, I would imagine it's a difficult feat enough to discuss vampires right. in the Marvel right. Cinematic you're Universe. Adding, you're adding vampires already to this huge world, right? Yeah, you don't necessarily need to bring in the whole story of the Black Knight. Do you think Which there's... I feel like is a really convoluted storyline for Marvel that like I don't th- I, I see that's the thing too. Like I don't know how much they're going to get into things like that. Do you think they're going to uh, like, oh, he picks up a blade whatever. Do you think that they're going to try to tie in Morbius in those vampires to Dude, I have no idea how Morbius ties in. Morbius has Vulture, played by Michael Keaton, showing up in trailers. He's saying, I am Venom in the most recent trailer. Yeah. You're like, wait, but Venom is from another timeline that would not have Vulture in it. So he shows up, and then Morbius is saying, I am Venom. So if Sony isn't just totally spoiling that Venom is in Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. and that's why Morbius says, I am Venom in the trailer... And that's because Venom is the Sinister Six, the the sixth member of the Sinister Six. That was like, you well, know what in, I mean? Like in Morbius, the trailer, the second trailer, they uh, they even say like, oh, we haven't had something like this in San Francisco or something, right? Which of yes. course is a yeah. hint to Venom as well. Which is not in the first Venom though doesn't even take place in the MCU because Venom trans transversals into the MCU at the end of Venom two. Yeah, I don't know. So it's like. Even so, referencing the events of San Francisco would have to be like, okay, that's not Venom then, that's Ant Man. Yeah, right. And the and the and the Wasp or Ant Man the first one. No, like, but doesn't I don't, Morbius like, take place in the same world as Venom? I don't. I don't know. You would I, I don't, think. I don't know how Tombs comes into it. Vulture, but that's that's what's weird, right? Because where the works. fuck does now? How's the Vulture in there? <laughs> like, what's going on? By the way, and then also a poster on the on the right. wall in the first of teaser Spider-Man. is is Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Right. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, wait, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on with Morbius. I feel like Jared Leto is having the time of his life, and I'm excited to see it. Like, honestly, it's probably five, five out of five, out of boys. five boys. We just don't even know it yet. <laughs> like, it's just oh. it's an amazing feature. Wow. And we're all about to get blown the fuck away by it. All right. Well, they're going to somehow introduce v- uh, vampires into the MCU for Blade. They're somehow going to... Well, they just did. They're going to somehow introduce mutants at some point. Uh, it well they kind of already have in a small way, yep. very small scaled way. Uh, but now we have the Celestials and Eternals. Yep. And Eros and Pip. Uh, the Celestials, I know, but we we also watched the abortion of a Celestial in this film. That's true. Like that's what this movie in the end of was was like. I was like, yeah, we're gonna kill this baby. <laughs> like we're gonna kill this baby and watch it die. I'm gonna turn this baby into a marble fucking baby. You wait and see. Like that's what this movie ended yeah, up. Yeah, what did she turn? I, she just turned him to stone. I guess to marble. 
It was marble. At first, I thought it was like, did she turn him into ice yeah, or something? Yeah, that's what I thought too. It was ice. Like, was it a glacier? Did he turn? Did he turn this Tiamat into a glacier? And then, and then I was like, no, I guess it's stone. And then I thought, was it granite? Right. And then I'm like, no, it's not granite. It's it's marble, I guess, because it was like polished looking almost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it looked weird. It's a very weird visual to think that like Earth will from now on have giant fucking things popping out of the Pacific Ocean like that. Right. It's got to right? freak the fuck out of people. I, f- um, I can't wait to see like how they tie it in as a random Easter egg in the background of another movie where they're like, you know, it's it's a raging waters yeah. <laughs> on Tiamat's hat head. You know, everyone has the time of their life there. Yeah, it's just going to be a park. Come to Tiamat's head. It's like nowhere. I mean, that's what nowhere is, honestly. It's a celestial Nowhere head. is just a head of a celestial. We don't know the name of the celestial that died. We just know that nowhere is the head of a celestial. And they're harvesting that brain matter. And that's like what they use as their mining facilities on that planet. And and that's what happens to a fucking dead celestial. So it's kind of like Tiamat will be used in some form similar to the way no nowhere was maybe not mind but maybe something maybe he's turned into an attraction yeah something something will be used later i assume yep or not who knows or they'll never touch upon it or ever they'll again never be mentioned again it'll it's just gone um, whatever fuck it um oh i had a question for you yeah this is this is the one of the few moments of the film that felt a little off to me um when kingo just uh, the whole group gets and meets uh, Athena and Gilgamesh in the Australian Outback, right? Yeah, because that's where she's been hiding out, so she doesn't hurt anybody. Um, and Kingo talks about how when he uh, when Thor was younger, he used to follow Kingo around. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, kind of, yeah. He like says that he's like yeah. Thor used to follow me around when he was younger before he was an Avenger. Yeah, yeah. This rings a bell. What the fuck does that sentence mean? So Kingo was on Asgard, or but was he on Earth this whole fucking time? Or was Thor as a small kid on Midgard, Earth? Yeah, Thor was constantly on Midgard, and he knew that Kingo was an Eternal, so he followed him around. I, I cannot logically place this sentence into the MCU without thinking just Kingo's a fucking flat out liar. Maybe he is. Is that because I I don't get it? Like he was lying about you know. His grandfather being in the movies and his dad being in the movies, and you know he's all the same. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, I, was gonna, do, I wanted to ask but, about that, but yeah, just what you, no. Tell me, ask about it. Ask, no, just ask that. Me now, just then. like, what do you think of that? Like little, I guess, story of Kingo's of like he became a Hollywood it. star, but he's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is my great grandfather. I mean, I love it, but it doesn't work, right? Because like, if everyone knows actors to age, and then you know, I mean, they have to like, if they right. reset and get younger again. They have to change a little bit. There's no way you could no, you wouldn't be able really to do off. that, right? It's impossible unless all these people just died young and then, like, the sun just what, popped up just out of nowhere. Years and years before he made another movie. <laughs> yeah. it's. But, I mean, he, he probably would, you know, have harvested a massive wealth after yeah. <laughs> all those years. Um, I'm sure that, you know, there would be ways to do it. I liked it. I don't know how logical it was, but I liked it. Yeah, uh, maybe it works because it's in India. I don't know. Maybe it makes it makes it work because of that perspective. They're just like, okay, whatever. It's not as big. It's not as it's not Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's Bollywood, so it's something that would make more sense to not be able to be traceable. But I feel like that's calling all Indians stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, 
But they wouldn't get that like a bunch of these like, oh yeah, I don't care, whatever. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm too stupid to know. Like I don't know. I, I just like, like the movies. Something like what I like. I just like movies. It's like me. There's a whole bunch of ballads. Five out of five. We love <laughs> yeah, it. All, five out of all five. All Kingo's movies. Five out of five. Mm-hmm. What do you think of um Karoom? His his uh valet. I like. I oh, he was him. fun. He was a nice little comic relief. Always mm-hmm. having an extra camera. I love when he thought he was going off to his death because he was just following Kingo back to their life. Yeah. And he's like, you know, thank you for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love you very much. I appreciate everything. It's been the greatest thing ever to see you guys and know about you guys. Yeah. Also, he references the vampires where Kingo's all like, yeah, he tried to kill me thinking I was a vampire. That was a nice little, yeah, again, another, another little reference to vampires. Another little vampire reference. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and then that paid off with Blade. But see, the thing is, is that if if it had not been Blade, it was just Kane the Conqueror. That would not have paid off at all. It still, does, still <laughs> like, doesn't pay what off. What was the point of it? Yeah, I don't know. This movie was a mess. It doesn't really pay off. I thought this movie was a mess. There's a lot of questions, things I didn't understand. Maybe I got to see it a couple more times to get it. But you can watch it every year for Halloween. Because guess what? Present day was. They kept saying present day in the film, but when was it? I don't know. It was Halloween. They say that. Yeah, uh, when you go to Faso's house, it's fall time in Chicago. But on top of it, there's pumpkins everywhere outside people's houses. There's jack o' lanterns and shit outside. Oh, okay. It's it, the movie remember. takes place in Illinois and in Halloween. Well, part of the movie takes place in Illinois and and in it's during Halloween. During so end of October. Maybe it's Haddonfield. Oh, it's all who knows? All connected. It's all connected. But yeah, it was. this is like a Marvel Halloween film. We haven't really had a Marvel Halloween film. We'll get a Marvel Halloween special next year, I think, with Werewolf by Night uh, as a Disney Plus special. Like we're getting this year, the holiday Christmas holiday special from Guardians. Uh, next year will be the Halloween special on Disney Plus. But um, this is a little, you know, it's a little what, sleeper what, Halloween film. What's the Halloween special? What's this Wolfman? Werewolf by Night. It's gonna be uh, following that uh, that uh, that title, that Marvel title, which is about like werewolf. No, oh, and, and he went by night. <laughs> All right. I don't know. That's the thing about uh, Marvel right now, and I'm so excited is that like we've gone so far past like in a lot of ways what I know. And I know we'll come back to like events that I remember, like Secret Evasion and Secret War and things like that. I'll go, oh yeah, I know some of that stuff. But when it comes to just like Eternals, it's like experiencing the Guardians of the Galaxy all over again for me. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 really cool to have that that kind of unknown land we're now in. We're pioneers again, and I I love it because well, sort of. We're gonna get Fantastic love, Four. Not we're gonna get X Men eventually, and other stuff like that. But but yeah, I know what you mean. We're kind of past the the stuff you we really know from the books. Mm-hmm. We've kind of done all those stories. Okay, so Werewolf by Night. Um, the, the main character is a guy named Jack Russell. Oh. Okay. He's a werewolf. And uh, his team affiliations are Legion of Monsters, Midnight Suns, and Night Shift. And uh, his abilities are in werewolf form. He's superhuman strength, speed, stamina, agility, durability, reflexes, and sense of smell, accelerated healing factor, razor-sharp claws, and teeth. We'll probably get a blade in this one, I'm guessing. Hey oh, are these live action or are these animated? Yeah, this will be a live action special. Oh, and I think Ethan Hawke is in this, 
Am I not mistaken? Is has he been referenced to be in this? I'm checking to see if a uh, Halloween special based on the Jake Gomez incarnation of Werewolf by Night is in development for Disney Plus. Actor Gail Garcia Bernal was cast as Jake Gomez. Oh. So he's actually they're not going to be using the Jack Russell version of uh, Werewolf. They'll be using uh, Jake Gomez. Cool. Well, Gail Garcia Bernal is a fantastic actor. Yeah, I like him. He was good and old. I did not see old. Old's fun. Old's not a good movie. Old's fun, though. I'll check it out. Don't go into old expecting The Visit. Don't go into old expecting Split. Don't go into old expecting Glass. Glass was not good go either. Go into old expecting The Happening, and you'll be a lot happier. Oh, the Happening's <laughs> terrible. It's unwatchable. Yeah, The Happening is, is very That's bad. That's got to be his worst movie. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think so. I, I actually don't mind After Earth. Um or even Avatar or The Last Airbender as much as or the, I think he just calls it The Last Airbender but I like those more than The Happening The Happening yeah, is just happening, fucking Happening's bad. terrible Lady in the Water and The Happening might be tied for worse they're both bad yeah they're really both bad um, okay so this movie took place in present day Halloween as we said it also took place oh. in 5000 BC Mesopotamia yeah I wrote all these down as wow. they popped up 575 BC Babylon 400 BC Gupta Empire, and then 1521 AD Tenochtitlan or whatever they called it, uh, Empire, uh, and the, the, the destruction of them. Um, what was your favorite time period to go back to? Oh, fuck! I don't even remember them. I was totally. I just said them all. I know, but I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember them now. Um, or was it Hiroshima, 1945 yeah, Hiroshima. Hiroshima? That one's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, they actually said August. That was the only one they said August, 1945 yeah, Hiroshima. True. Well, yeah, they had to be specific. Uh, they didn't need to be. I think everyone would have figured we, it I out. I think we would have gotten it. Uh, what happened to Hiroshima what's your, in 1945? What's Hiroshima? What's this giant mushroom cloud? It was August. Oh, oh, the bomb. Gotcha. Oh, right, 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 I just, right, right. I just thought maybe it was something else. Couldn't remember. Um, I like the Babylon 575 BC Babylon because that was where a sex scene took place. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, was that when they had the big um, hips and nips, or I'm not eating? Was that when they had the big wall that they were like protecting by the city? Yes, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. And the Gilgamesh was like beating the shit out of it. Yeah, the ship is hidden like under the city. Yes, yes, that was cool. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, I like that. Wait, Gilgamesh. And Babylon, I think, is part of the Gilgamesh story, right? Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm super stupid on this stuff, but I think Gil- – yes. Yeah, I don't remember like, where uh, all these Gilgamesh, from. Let's find it. Babylon. In later Babylon times, these stories were woven into middle Babylon. So, yeah, this is all part of – what did Gilgamesh do? What did he even do to Babylon? I'm sure Gilgamesh's legendary exploits had been woven into Okay, so he was like some fucking champion of Babylon. Well, he sure was. Oh, shit. He slain the bull of heaven. So what What did that deviant look like? It kind of did look like a bull. It looked like a bull. So that's that reference. Yeah, did you like how the deviants kind of looked like a wolf or like a bull or different creatures? And, and I didn't understand yeah, how... Yeah, it was like a bird, well, right, yeah, but at one the, point? The, the alpha one or what, whatever his name was... Um, so when he absorbed crow. crow, when he absorbed 
Ajax powers, then he was all of a sudden able to give power, powers and such to others and change. He gave him health, I think, only. Yeah, but he changed Oh, no, but their, he made them modify. Yeah, he changed yeah, you're right. them to, like, birds and, like, a, one, yeah, one looked like a bird, one looked like a, like a jaguar or something or a cheetah. And a wolf, for sure. Yeah, one was you're definitely right. a wolf. Mm-hmm. What do you think of, like, how the Deviants looked? Definitely had like a video game sort of vibe to it, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a cheap way to make, like, oh, we could just do bad e- guys. easy CG. Yeah, to this, I agree with that. Yeah, they there was they were uninspired. Um, they they were kind of like exposed tendons and tendrils, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it just, I get what they're trying to do. You know, I thought the deviants were the weakest part of this movie. I almost felt like they were this weird red herring, to say that, the, use that term again, that didn't need to be in the movie at all. I, I, I don't know if it's because I, I like I said, I, I figured it out from the trailer, seeing the trailer and then watching that first scene with Ajax dead. If then I immediately was like, okay, deviants aren't the thing anymore. And I stopped caring about deviants. But deviants for me did never had the threat. Of like, oh shit, they're gonna destroy everything. Like, I really just never had that threat, and I didn't really understand that. Like, if Crow got everything, if he got all the powers, what was he going to do with that? Really, just kill all humanity? Because then, like, wouldn't we then at that point see other Marvel's yeah, cinematic other universe Avengers, heroes yeah. kick in? Yeah. Right. So, it it just they never had that threat, and so. I kind of was just watching the movie for the drama of the characters at that point. And I enjoyed that. Like, I was really into that. Like, in, in the Amazon scene, I wasn't worried about anybody dying. I'm like, whatever. Like, these, because the Deviants aren't probably a big deal, right? We already know this at this point. And then Gilgamesh does die. Yeah, I was like, isn't that where Gilgamesh dies? And I was, like, shocked by that, right? And then that's also when Thena goes and loses her shit again. Yeah. And, like, actually starts hurting people and, like, killing people. Oh, that was actually really cool. Wait, uh, no. Thena kills people in the Amazon the second time. But the first time when she does it in the Amazon was cool. And then you had Ajax actually, like, having to fight them. like Or, or like, save the day and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. That was really a badass. And, like, actually heal everybody. Because other than that, like, people were about to fucking die. Right. Like, that. that's how bad Thena, Thena yeah, busted Thena out. Yeah, just went full Hulk, so to speak. Um... Yeah. Do you have any other questions? No, that was really it. Um, I guess, yeah, it was kind of like how, like, so they, I, I just mentioned it, but that, yeah, the crow could just give powers to the other deviants once he absorbed them. I don't know. It was like for the the need of the plot, really. Yeah. That he just needed it, to be able to do it. It was just weird. I don't know. There's a lot of questions like that I just didn't understand. But uh, we kind of t- discussed those. I think... I think what happens with a lot of Marvel films is that, like, a director gets in there with the script and, like, wants to shoot the whole script or whatever they feel is, like, the most important scenes, right? And then and then Marvel's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of just – they're really good at – we'll have to cut that out. And it doesn't really matter. Like, I bet you there's, there's some deleted scenes about the Deviants that are just unfinished CGI scenes. And maybe – they were pulled out because they were like, yeah, the movie's already long and doesn't need to run longer. Or maybe they're pulled out because they're like, shit, we can't finish the CGI on these with COVID. There is definitely something to be said about working from home CGI with COVID and, and, and the turnaround is not as grand as it was when you had everybody working 
in office and you can whip them right there. You oh, can't yeah. whip them when they're at home. It's true. So I think that we are seeing this, the effects of that. Yeah, but this was pushed back a full year. You figured they'd have yeah. that time to work on it, even if they are from home. But I thought the yeah the deviants didn't look great. Most of the other CGI looked pretty good, though. The mm-hmm. uh, Celestials look good, even though it's clearly supposed to look kind of odd world. Um, right. Pip, Pip though, Pip that did not. looked Pip real did bad. did not look good at all. But that's the, yeah, the skin quality on Pip was bad. Yeah, very video game for sure. Uh, um, but like the flying and like the other stuff, like the actual like eternal beautiful like magic that they used, uh, you know, with yep with uh, Athena and um, Festos and everything, uh, still look good. Yeah, the um, I forget what you call it. It's like uh, their magic the the dynamic light scattering or whatever they call it, the spectral light scattering. Yeah. When you saw the light coming through this, the tissue of Icarus for his eyes. Yeah. I fucking loved that. I thought they did Superman laser eyes so well in this movie. Um, and, uh, I, I liked how Thena's weapons worked. Like I liked how she was able to just play with whatever the fuck it was. Like she just made it. And like the CGI of being able to, you know, obviously rotoscope out all the fucking, tools that she actually was using the green screen tools that she was using whatever fucking thing you know yeah soft pole she used and soft shield she used that was all green that they could key out and then rebuild it later but it looked good like when she'd go from like holding nothing to holding something like it looked really yeah. good yeah it was very it clean I, I and i and i kind of liked how her shit changed a lot i liked gilgamesh just put on boxing gloves i love that the, everything had that weird cosmic tech to yeah. it that the weird gold rings and all that stuff. It felt so unique to the MCU and yet familiar. Yeah, it and worked. Yeah, it felt like MCU. It did. Style. It was nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. The, one of the things I I thought was interesting while I was uh, doing a little bit of research for this movie, um, afterwards after I saw it, was the writers said that you know people asking them like you know what were their limitations going into this uh, uh, movie like what were they told by Marvel like where they can go and not go because touching upon Eternals and thousands and thousands of years of MCU you know there's a lot they can do so where where were they told their parameters laid uh, or and Kevin was like or apparently someone at Marvel was like you know the only thing you can't do you can't go to Hawaii that's the only thing you're not allowed to do it's off limits because in humans burnt that bridge I wish I could know more about that fucking story how the fuck did they lose Hawaii how is the MCU not allowed to film in Hawaii anymore because of Inhumans what happened oh you're saying like the production like they're not allowed to go to Hawaii anymore yes oh I thought you were talking about like a story of the Inhumans like torched Hawaii and it's gone (laughs) like so we can't reference Hawaii anymore according to the writers they're not allowed to take a production to Hawaii so the only thing they can't write into a script is Hawaii and if they do put Hawaii in a script it, it can't probably be called Hawaii and they probably can't film it in Hawaii it had to be filmed in some other location and then later called something like Hawaii you know what I mean but like somehow referencing Hawaii without referencing Hawaii but yeah and humans burn that bridge and in humans is an interesting Marvel tale of like Inhumans was supposed to be a Marvel movie. It was supposed to take place, I think, like at the back end of Phase Three, 
And and it just wasn't happening. And Ike was like, Ike Perlmutter was like, fuck yeah, dude. I want Inhumans so bad. Like, it's the one thing he wanted. It's like the one thing he pushed more than anything was Inhumans. To the point where, like, he made a deal with IMAX to make this Inhuman show that would air in IMAX and on ABC. And it fails miserably. Not only is it bad, but it doesn't do any wonders for IMAX. IMAX shuts down release dates. IMAX is literally like... Either after the first episode aired in IMAX, and I think before the second episode was released in IMAX, they were like, IMAX was like, no more. Nope, we're not showing Inhumans anymore in theaters. We're over it. We're going to – we'll play Mission Impossible reruns. We're not doing any more Inhumans. And then it became only ABC. I have it, – it was it was a miniseries. It's a one-off. It's done. It's a part of the multiverse, let's just say, that we'll never see again. Did you ever watch Inhumans? I've never seen it. No, never seen it. I think it's on Disney Plus. I think you can watch it if you really wanted to now. If you really want to. If you really want to find out what the hell's going on there. Here's what's weird. If Inhumans existed in Marvel, let's just say they did, but they don't, but they did. Eternals is clearly Kevin Feige's version of it. Um, how the fuck is Marvel going to continue doing like stuff? Like You cannot tell another story of another ancient civilization hidden on earth no you know what i mean like we've i don't like, think this worked either but it, they, and that's they made the other it thing work too. but yeah eternals was lucky because they put themselves in a bottle and they said we can't touch humans unless deviants are involved and the only way we can touch humans is to provide them technology that will advance their their species so that they can make large populations yeah that's the only way we're allowed to influence and touch humans. And so anything else that happens, we're just not there. We're just not involved. Or we watch it, but we don't do anything to stop it. So that's the that is their only little aspect of this they can hold on to as an anchor for any future storylines where they deal with like inhuman people. Now I know they're not gonna go to inhumans. But if they were to ever go that route, like go back to ancient beings or ancient aliens or whatever the fuck it was, ancient astronauts, right? Whatever it is that they have to tie back in to MCU, that little morsel of, well, the Eternals are only supposed to deal with demons. I'm not saying that. That's the only saving grace they have. Because it already feels like it'll be way too much of a leap at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and I wonder if if uh, Eternals are going to have any sort of tie-in with mutants or something. Like, they they did something years and years ago, which spawned this mutant gene or something. Like, Fastos did something? Yeah, Fastos created some technology. He built something. He, cre- he built something and gave the technology, and it was like mm-hmm. kind of like the atom bomb. Just something that was like, whoops, this like caused a kind of course correction of history, and then let's just, like, fix that and... I don't know. We'll see, obviously, how they... It seems like the mutants are going to be a while. That's a, a long game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun one, though. I think I I don't need mutants to be rushed into the MCU. No. Right now. And um, I don't mind the break, but I am really excited about the Fantastic Four coming in. And it's, it's not because I'm, like, a huge Fantastic Four fan. You're a huge I John just, Watts fan. I just yeah, I really like John Watts, and I cannot wait to see how like these get integrated. This is like some of like Kevin Feige, like his favorite aspects of Marvel. My understanding from reading shit from about him is that Spider Man's one of his favorite characters. 
uh, X-Men has a really, you know, special place in his heart because it was like the first fucking like film I think he like worked yeah. on or major film for Marvel he worked on. Yeah. But I think other than that, I think his favorite ensemble is Fantastic Four. And so it'll on, be fun to finally see somebody do that. Did he work on the, any of the Fantastic Four movies to date? I think so. Oh. Yeah. He's pretty involved in, uh, from a uh, producer and associate producer roles in those early Marvels and then eventually moved into executive producer roles in early, early Marvels as well um, before taking over the, and doing Marvel the Studios. The Josh Trank movie was not exactly early Marvel. No, he's not involved in that, I don't think, at all. But I mean like the Tim Story ones. Like yeah. I think he had some involvement yeah. with that. Well, the Josh Trank. You know, let me just bad. check to make sure I'm not talking completely out of my ass right now. Yeah, the Tim Story um, ones are, you know, they're very much for kids. You know, they're very toned down. Um, they're okay. They're not. They're essentially MCU films, though. They do have an MCU feel to them. It's like the bright colors and just the kind of funniness of it, like the silliness of it. Um. The Josh Trank one was bad. I didn't mind the Josh Trank one. I I kind of liked like the the opportunity to go in that direction. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. Um, and I, I wish I could have seen more of that movie the way Josh Trank wanted it. I do agree that like they fucked up. Uh, yeah, like, I like how it's very by, grounded. by screwing him over. Yeah, I like how it's very grounded in like and they try to kind of go with that he jo- wanted Josh to make a, a body horror film like a what he wanted to make a body horror film and if you watch that movie knowing that you're like oh shit what, like, yeah like you with, definitely were making a body like horror what, film with the thing and stuff and yeah the thing or like you know mr fantastic reed richards being yeah. like just ripped or like human torch catching on fire and shit yeah like that was all intended to be this body horror film and they just kind of removed it just pulled it back and w- didn't really allow it. Yeah, I think that would have been a weird... I mean, I'm fine with that, but they obviously want to appeal to a larger audience than people who are into that kind of specific kind of body horror stuff. Um, he was executive producer, Kevin Feige, on uh, Tim Story's Fantastic Four and uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then that is the last time he executive produced a feature-length film. Um, for a non-MCU film, with the exception of an uncredited uh, Punisher Warzone executive producer. But that's uncredited. He did executive produce um, Hulk versus cartoons and the next Avengers Heroes of Tomorrow cartoons. Um, Those came after. But the official, I would say, last real non-MCU Marvel film that he executive produced officially was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Server. Okay. But he'd worked on um, Man-Thing, the 2005 one with actually has titties by the way that actually has titties in it man thing the marvel of man thing movie from 2005 has titties in it it's also more of like a really shitty leprechaun horror film it's like that level of shitty so horror movie is man thing their their swamp thing yeah it's their swamp thing yeah, yeah. man thing's even referenced in ragnarok he's one of the sculptures on uh, grandmasters um, oh, yeah. uh uh tower with, uh... um kevin also executive produced uh, the x-men last stand electra blade trinity uh, the Punisher, Thomas Jane, he's official on that one. The original Hulk, 2003. Daredevil, 2003. Spider-Man, 2002. And uh, X-Men, 2000. He is involved in that entire Spider-Man trilogy. He is not involved in the Amazing Spider-Man sequels. Mm. But yeah, fun shit. Yay. Um, 
Feige. And then he, yeah, and then he was pretty much just MCU after that. That's just kind of became his world. And thank God he stayed focused there because he's been really, you know, and now he's uh, incredible, of- knocking it out of the park with the MCU as a whole. And I yeah. just really do believe the MCU still, to me, even Phase Four so far, is a five out of five, um, boy, uh, 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 experiment. I think it's paying off in dividends. It doesn't have to be every single movie needs to be amazing. What it needs to be is cohesive and not cripple and essentially implode on itself. And it hasn't yet. And I haven't seen the beginning stages of crippling yet with the MCU. Have you? Uh, I would not give phase four or five out of five. I would have given... No, no, the whole MCU as a whole still. No, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, I'm just kind of backtracking from where you, some what you were saying. Um... I would definitely give phase one on its own five out of five. I would give phase two on its own five out of five. Phase three on its own five out of five. But phase four so far, it's not looking great. Uh, I think Black Widow, I'm, I'm looking at just the movies. I don't think, yeah. I don't really like the Disney Plus shows either, but Black Widow wasn't great. I don't think it was a horrible movie, but I didn't really like it that much. It was fine. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think I gave that. it about a two and a half boys uh i like shang chi i thought that was good uh but eternals i was not a big fan of i thought it was a mess and just there was things about it i did like i mean we've had some nice conversations about some of that stuff but it's not a great movie i think it's very messy and all over the place and it's i had lots of questions walking out of the theater of like why did this happen and like they can they can get involved with this but they can't do that and like all this stuff but uh so we'll see where it goes. Phase four still got some time. I'm excited for Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, yep. um, and I'm excited for you know Guardians three, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, what about Black Panther? Oh, Black Wakanda Panther. Forever. Oh, I know they they recently just uh, made it clear that they're not going to recast the character of T'Challa, T'Challa, you know Black Panther, which I think is terrible. I obviously love Chadwick in the role, but I think mm-hmm. I don't know Chadwick personally. I never did, but I think he would have wanted this character to continue his story of, of T'Challa as Black Panther, and they're basically just going to sideline that character and move forward with other He's... other side characters, and that's I think a bad choice. But we'll see what they do with the movie. I think Ryan Coogler is a great director, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, and I love what they did with the first Black Panther. So yeah, I'm ex- of course I'm excited for. I gotta have it for Wakanda forever. Gotta have it. Gotta have for it for sure. But uh, Ryan Coogler makes it a gotta have it, even yeah. though I I will miss the uh, the T'Challa and Chadwick's involvement for sure. And, and the um, thing too is you th- the thing too real quick is that Black Panther, much like Spider Man, is like fully covered. Like anybody could be, you right. could just replace the voice. Stuntmen were him, right? You could just replace the voice with a sound alike, or something. If you really want to keep the integrity of 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 uh, Chadwick's performance. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like you, yeah, you could totally just replace it with a like. It's a stunt man in the suit. It's just a voice actor kind of filling in. But you just never see him. So like, what, he wouldn't be the main character. Is that what you're saying? I he guess I like, don't know if you don't want to. If they're not going to recast him, I think they should just recast yeah. him. But uh, it's I don't. They've I, recasted I, I, I Banner. They've saying. recasted Rhodey. They've recasted other actors. But yeah, but they didn't die. Terrence Howard didn't die. You know, Edward Norton didn't die. I, I I understand in real life. I know it's, it's great, just hard. It's I, I, I get what I Marvel's Chad doing. Would, wanted, would want it to Chala's story of Black Panther to be you know continued to be told to the a larger audience. But 
Maybe he did it. Maybe he's like, fucking, when I die, oh, I'm going to die too, bitches. It's in, my, it's in my will. Here's a question. So do you think T'Challa dies in Wakanda Forever? Or bet- before Wakanda Forever takes place, did he die in the beginning of the movie? It's his funeral? Like, Yeah, something like that. Or do they just say he's off on some other... He's doing stuff with the UN now, and he's busy. Forever. He's busy with politics now forever. And- forever and ever. He'll never come back. I feel like they have to kill him, but... But Man, but I feel like it'd hurts. be a bad taste to kill him, right? right? Yeah, it's a bad taste to, to kill off the character. Because even Joker, when Joker in Dark Knight shows up dead, quote unquote, before Michael J. White's character, right? And like, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah we yeah, brought yeah. him in dead. And you're like watching the movie for the first time in theaters. You're like, oh, dude, that's fucking Heath Ledger pretending to be dead. And he's really dead now in real life. This is not cool. And then Joker wakes up. And you're like, oh, good. Woo. How about alive? Good, he's yeah, alive. Okay. Joker's alive. Okay. It's just a joke. Yeah, it's just- or like Princess Leia, right? When she's like potentially dead in space in the Last Jedi, yes. and you're like, "That's not cool." Carrie Fisher's really dead. You're not she doing had this just right. And then, died. yeah. And then she wakes up, and you're like, "Okay, good." She's like, "They're not, they're not gonna be like that." But they're like, "Oh yeah, T'Challa died." Like I don't know. I mean, great that they're not gonna have like footage of Chadwick they're gonna use. So it's kind of like they're not gonna cobble together shots they they're didn't. Not gonna do, they didn't use an Endgame, they're right? They're not gonna put what they did with Leia. Right, so whatever it's called, that terrible third movie. Maybe it's a little nicer to start the movie off with the funeral, but it feels also just weird to be like, he's dead, and we're not referencing it, and like, how are we gonna? How did he die? You know, like cancer. Like, how did he die? Like, Uh, what happened? I don't know what they're gonna do with that. A rock fell on his head. Oh, like, how did he die? He died of butt cancer. Like, what fucking? How did he die? Yeah. How did he die? <laughs> like, we'll how did he die in this movie? We'll see where they go. But yeah, I think Phase Four has a lot of, uh, a lot more room to redeem itself at this point. All those movies we mentioned, uh, I'm excited about. Got to have them all. So have it all, absolutely. Got to have them. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Would you buy Shang Chi? By the way, have you rewatched Shang Chi on Disney Plus and IMAX? Just rewatched Black Panther, or not Black Panther, Black Widow, and. Shang-Chi because uh, they're recently re- were released on Disney Plus uh, I guess Black Panther or Black I keep saying Black Panther Black Widow was released a few weeks back but uh, on mm-hmm. Disney Plus day they released uh, Shang-Chi so yeah I rewatched both of them uh, for the first time since seeing them in the theater um, and this time I saw them with my wife and my wife didn't care at all for Black Widow um, because it's not a very good movie and like as I was watching it a second time now I'm like yeah this movie's really not great uh, but we both really enjoyed Shang-Chi. It was my second time, her first time. But yeah, she really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed watching it again. Have you seen it? Hey, yeah, I, I, me too. I've been really uh, love uh, rewatching Shang-Chi, and uh, I've been rewatching Shang-Chi since Disney Plus Day uh, last Friday, or yeah. I think right, yeah. Friday Thursday, yeah. Um, and then Dune. I've been rewatching Dune. Like I wanna, I've been loving. I gotta rewatch Dune because I saw it in IMAX. I have not watched it on my TV screen. But I know it's about to leave uh, HBO Max very soon, so I gotta like lickety splickety. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. I think by the time and this then, episode comes out, it might already be gone. Yeah, uh, and then I gotta All I right. gotta watch the '84 uh, David Lynch version too. I've never seen that, so well, at least that one you don't have to worry about. It going no, it's away. leaving. It's leaving at the end of November. It is. Yeah, on uh, at least HBO Max. It says it's on the last chance list, which means it's uh, it leaves at the end of the month. So. What a bitch! You gotta watch, rewatch uh, the new Dune, and then go back and watch the old '80s version. Do it, gotta do it now. Yeah, it's on the list. Don't wait on the list for this weekend. Don't wait like Homer did with Mr. T, because then he, it won't be there. Yeah, 
You're right. And he wasn't there. And when I asked if he was going to come back, they said, we don't, don't we know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of of the Phase 4 movies yet to come, which one are you most excited about? Uh, Probably Spider-Man No Way Home. I guess Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is probably really the one I'm most looking forward to because I think it's the closest thing we have to an Avengers film, like a, a big ensemble surprise movie. Um, I do think ant-man the wasp still quantum mania could still be like a red herring for the uh there it is three times i hope you've been drinking every time you said red herring um but uh yeah that that movie i think could still maybe be like a young avengers film thor uh not thor ragnarok but thor love and thunder yeah, i think that's my or guardians I, volume three i think has the potential of being the best I think both though. of those are going to be really good i think thor love and thunder for me is the most excited now far from home though is that looks great one of my favorites like like Marvel films like truly like the house if if I put on just the other day I did it if oh, I, I put on Far no From home. home the Far From Home when I put Far From Home on everybody in the house stops what they're doing to watch it you're getting me excited Everyone. to rewatch it I'm going to rewatch it before seeing No Way Home I've only seen Far From Home in the theater and then once when it came out on video and then I I love I've Far only from seen home. it those two times and I I didn't have the love for it that you have, where I get rewatching it over oh, and dude, over. Oh, dude, I love the Spider-Man in it. I love, I, like I it. love the Night Monkey. I like the and movie. I love the kids. Yeah, um, I'm I've got to Night Monkey it. over there. Are you gonna re? We have so many Night Monkeys said, in this house because of it. You said you're gonna rewatch all the Spider-Man movies. Oh yeah, I have to before No Way Home. Are you gonna do like everything, like even uh, Civil War? In Infinity War, yes. in Endgame, because he's and any. I will any follow movie with only life. the Spider-Man storyline. Correct. All live-action Spider-Man storylines. Yep, so and I'll maybe, do the first and, three Tobys, the, the two Andrew Garfields, and then all the Tom Holland films. What about Into the Spider-Verse? No. I, I. There's no way that's showing up in this film. Well, it's still Spider-Man, but yeah. It is, but it's. I'm only going to watch what I think is... I'm so certain that Toby and Andrew show up. Yeah, that I there's, think so. There's no way. The, even even the, the scene, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a deep fake someone made of Andrew Garfield. That's not a deep fake. Yeah, yeah. That's a real behind-the-scenes shot of Andrew Garfield be, for that movie. And he's holding on to scaffolding because it's the scaffolding from the Statue of Liberty with the new fucking Captain America shield or whatever the fuck's going on. Like, that's clearly from that scene. It's clear. It's clearly it's clearly from that scene. They're, they're, they're just hiding it because they want that to be the big – wow part of the film and yeah i'm fine with that i'm fine if they want to hide it and if they all want to lie that they don't they're not in the movie fine. fine if andrew garfield wants to keep lying say he's not in the movie fine all right i think it's time to wrap this one up um because we're not going to be able to rank an eternals film against another eternals film and we shouldn't really rank the eternals film against all of the mcu it doesn't really make sense and it does and it, like you said it's it's not really a competition right now in, in phase four no. If you don't include Disney Plus shows. So let's do something different. Mm -hmm. Who is your fuck me celestial from the MCU currently? And now I have a link that you can click on. Please click on that link. Oh, it has and to be let's a look celestial. at all these celestials, okay? In order of reveals, it starts off with Essen the Searcher. That's the celestial that you actually see in Guardians of the Galaxy that the uh, collector shows us, right? When he's talking about the Infinity Stones, you see a giant one that's walking on a planet, killing people because he's touching the Power Stone to the planet, wiping out the planet. That's S on the Searcher. Followed by Ego, the living planet, played by Kurt Russell. That was obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 
Then we have from Eternals, Arashem the Judge. Then we have Jemiah the Analyzer. Then Nazar the Calculator. Then Hargan the Measurer. And Tiamat the Communicator is our final Celestial. And of course, Tiamat is aborted and is not fully born. Uh, it's funny to think that Tiamat was the communicator and he was killed. Not allowed to happen. It almost feels like that was an accident that should never have happened. We should not have destroyed the communication process. I feel like that's that's the one thing you need the most. And as a little bit of an extra out there, there's nowhere. The head, you can maybe skull fuck the head of nowhere. The dead head of nowhere. Dorn, looking at Ooh. all these beautiful, these beautiful celestials, who is your fuck me? Oh, man. I might have to go with Ego. Yes, it's Ego. It's got to be Ego, right? Because it's Kurt. Yeah, because Kurt. It's Kurt. It's Kurt. And he's got a lot of, like, you know, fun little powers and stuff he can do. He can take different yeah. forms. and. Oh, yeah. You know, he's got he's got those sparkle fingers, man. He can, he can do you right. Now, what, what Kurt do you take? Do you take Santa Claus Kurt? Do you take uh, Snake Plissken Kurt? Mm. Do you mm. take, uh, you know, what do you take? I, I think I got mine. It's Captain Ron. I take Captain Ron Kurt. Well, that's good. Captain Ron. I didn't mm -hmm. think it's Captain Ron. I mean, I, my immediate thought was Jack Burton. Oh, Jack Burton's a great Kurt. Yeah. Tango and Cash Kurt, similar Kurt. I might even go with uh, Deathproof Kirk. Death? Oh, it's a nice one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's pretty, I don't, he's pretty I don't rugged and Kurt, rugged bad boy in that. Yeah, he's got the five o'clock shadow. He's also got like that like greasy like uh, yeah. uh, grease monkey mullet. Mm -hmm. I kind of like hateful a Kurt even yeah. to be honest, but no, I that's want that Captain that's, Ron. That's similar Kurt. to the ego one or the even Santa Claus. Almost. It is it's the big. Except beard. he's got he's got like the Fu Manchu he does have, whatever like a, handlebar the big, mustache. The big mustache, yeah. Yeah, I think it's easily Ego the Living Planet. All the rest are just giant CGI bodies. But you know what? If I could stick my dick in Nowhere's eye socket I thought and nowhere, the shit yeah. out of it. It was down between Nowhere and Ego. <laughs> That's what I had to battle with. Both good choices. Absolutely. All righty. Okay, well, I, I mean, there's so much uh, John Travolta hair. We usually like to do it in a spoiler cast, but um, we just did a big one with you uh, not too long ago, and I feel like we maybe should wait for a good opportunity for when Felk can finally see these and we can maybe get you and Felk and myself to finally do a oh. complete phase four okay. John Travolta hairs. I even thought of my hairs. Yeah, don't worry. We got so much to go. You have to get through Pandavision yeah, and say, Black I'm, Falcon I'm and the Winter Told You. if we go straight to Eternals, so. Back Windows, there's Low Key, there's Chang Ching, Denim 2, Let There Be Car Ads. I mean, so much, so much to review. So I think we'll just wrap, wrap it up here. And uh, Cool Boy Nation, oh, excuse me, Eternal Boy Nation, give us your Eternal Boys for Eternals by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out on Fridays, maybe Saturdays. Train by day, Cool Boys Podcast by night. All day, all night, like and subscribe. The making authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly supported over 1,500 jobs and involved hundreds of hours of thousands of hours it involved hundreds of thousands of work hours there we go review us on apple Podcasts. best of all great way to say screw you to the mainstream media it should be called the corporate media that's what people are calling it now not the mainstream media batman and beyond on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and youtube dorn Ooh. would you like to plug anything maybe this episode 
of Cool Boys podcast. Uh, just more Cool Boys. Check out our uh, Mega MCU Ooh. episode from two weeks ago. It's do it. It's a winner. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it, we get, we go through. It's a nice little way to go through the whole MCU while we're in this little stall. I mean, Eternals is it. I mean, after Spider Man, actually, technically, No Way Home. Then it's a big. It's a really big break before we get another movie. So yeah, we had basically every yeah. other month or every couple months. Nah, and well, yeah, we'll get we get a what, Hawkeye soon. We had July with Black Widow. Then we had two months later September. We had Shang Chi. Then mm-hmm. two months later November we have Eternals, and then the very next month we get Spider Man. So we got a bunch. Yep. We got a bunch right and away. Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Hawkeye this month. Hawkeye at the yeah, end of this month. It starts at the fact. end of November. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's the bridge. Ooh. So much. Gotta have it. I don't. Gotta catch them all. I don't care about Hawkeye. I'll probably watch it just because it's MCU content. It's, exactly. It's Disney Plus. You need Take it. all my money. You need to know what's going on. Yeah. I need to know. I need to know how. It's I need news. to know when Kate Bishop shows up later where she came from. Yep, exactly. What her mom said. Yeah. Whatever her mom said, because her mom's in this, played by Vera Farmiga. Good. Yeah. We'll finally yeah. know. Super hot. Oh. Oh, Vera. Vera Farmiga. My God. Oh, my. Her ass in uh, Up and Away or whatever it was called. That George Clooney movie. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening. Stay eternal, Eternal Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizey's from Black Knight Ballard. And that's Bizey's from Druig Dorn. Druig. Woo. Druig is absolutely, I think, a, a clue into how we're going to see Professor X. Oh yeah, because that's he has wait. that same power. Yeah, I can't wait. I literally cannot wait to see. It'll be worth it when we get to those mutants. It'll be worth it. It'll be a while. But thank you, Dorn, so much for being here and coming on and talking Woo! Eternals with me. I I don't want to have to wait months and months to always talk about something Marvel related. And with Felk, it's sometimes I I I just gotta wait, you know. I, I, and I want to talk with him with him, and I like talking to it about. On the show, though, I don't want to like just sit around waiting for Eternals like two or three months from now to finally be like, I don't remember that movie. Right. <laughs> like, what happened? Well, yeah. Like, what if? Like, what if is one of those shows that we're going to eventually do with Felk, but I, I mean, I don't even... know if I even remember what if by the time we talk about it. Well, it's too bad. Well, he wa- has is. he watched it? Has he even started it? Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I just finished. He's going to do a huge it. Marvel roundup with like Shang-Chi and What If and Hawkeye. And then we'll probably talk about Hawkeye close to when it actually finishes dropping. And then in the meantime, we'll probably finally do like a Shang-Chi rewind uh, spoiler cast. And then maybe even um, do What If then at that same time. Yeah. He's got to catch up. All righty. Well, thanks, Dorn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to catch him all up. He's got to. He's got so much to go. He can't be abandoning things like Captain Marvel. He's he's already playing it too loose, too reckless. That's his style. Love the reckless kind of guy. You are standing American boy. You've excelled in all things. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. See, I got a huge cock. Oh, my God. So you can run and tell that. God damn. Oh, boy. I'm not in your damn cell. Get out of here. The whistles go. Woo! Yeah.